All right, guys, you are watching Craft Brew Quarterbacks episode 10. This is your podfather, Andrew Luttrell. This is take two. We tried recording and it didn't work, but uh, some great signs, great starts here. We are missing Aaron Main today, but we do have an awesome show lined up for you guys. Sitting to my left, we have a dad, not the pod father, but a father himself to a beautiful baby boy. Uh, he is a Denver Broncos fan, and he was a bit salty during this Chiefs win this past Sunday and them advancing to the Super Bowl. Welcome to the show, uh, pod daddy, Aaron Wheatley. What up, what up? Excited to bring this episode 10 special edition to you. Okay, and you know, it's not as electric with my intros, but... Uh, <laughs> Aaron had prepared something about um, Grant lasting as long as Cowboy did in the ring or something like that. What, what yeah. was that along the lines? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could either go with Cowboy or McGregor, but yeah, he, he finishes within 40 seconds just like, like McGregor. You. Yeah, gotcha. like, Yeah, like me. Welcome, Grant. So. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. <laughs> Thought okay. those, the intros could use some work, but you know, if he's gone for another episode or two, I think that he, a suitable substitute. Suitable substitute. We tried to get Mervin on. Shout out Merv. Sorry he couldn't come on, but uh, we'll we'll get him on in the future. But uh, we have prepared some lists for you. It is our tenth episode, so we are kind of running down with our top ten memorable uh, sports, sporting games, sporting events, um, or just sports memories in the past. You know, our whole entire life, and we have our top ten athletes uh, as well as a Super Bowl. 54 preview. Uh, we're going to talk about that McGregor Cowboy fight. I don't know if there's a whole lot. Uh, we had a sunflower throwdown at allen fieldhouse the better fight uh, for the, real for real it was a lot more entertaining than that pay-per-view on espn um but yeah and uh we have some i don't know social media questions and other things that we're going to get to here at the end so uh we have some beers here so what did we all bring uh what's on the far left was that you grant yeah Mr. Water. just a nice boulevard rattler seemed pretty simple uh, and then I love sour beers, and it's supposed to be a tart apple. I thought it was okay. It's a little too tame for my taste in terms of the sour part. Um, alcohol content's also a little low. Uh, I like it at least to be a 4.5, usually. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only a, a meager 4.1. Hey, that's so. not terrible. I've seen Rattlers with, with less. Uh, I do like how tame it is, though. I'm not a huge fan of the sours, but this is uh, this is quite good. What do you think, Wheat? Does four and a half get it out of the pussy-ish range? Or? I was thinking that it'd get like right on the precipice of it, kind of <laughs> like on the lip part maybe, not like all the way in. Um, just the tip? Yeah, just the, <laughs> just just okay. the tip. Okay, that makes sense. So we're about point four shy of that. Yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of the beers that you've brought. I mean, they'd be easy to throw back and, you know, have a good time with. As it you tastes would, like apple juice. I as mean, you would me. say, a float trip beer. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see me enjoying this on the lake. Nice and light and crisp and doesn't give you that big old beer gut while you're floating down the lake. Oh, don't worry. I'll have that prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have that going in too. But I mean, it's it's solid. I'd give it a six and a half, seven. I'd probably give it a seven. It's not perfect, but it's all right. I'll get a seven, three. Just the fact that it's tamer as a Rattler, I, I really do like it. And the apple is fantastic. It's my favorite, uh, I guess, on the sour tart end of things, so... Uh, what do we got here in the middle there, Wheat? Okay, I'm not going to name off this whole thing because it is a super long name, but it's called 
Double Time Cherry Lime. It's an Imperial Berliner. And it is 9.1% alcohol by volume and just 14 IBUs. So that sort of has a sour taste to it. Yeah, it's uh, good. It's got a little scale. Uh, it's by Rogue. Um, but it's got a little scale on the back that's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I looked at a couple of other beers. It's uh, tart and fruit is oh, yeah. the highest metrics on it. I that, like so. it. Yeah, it's definitely, it brings that uh, tartness that I was looking for in my beer. And then it's a little stronger. The aftertaste is a little bit more intense, but it's, it's definitely punch. drinkable. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good. Dude, I quite like that. Um, I know it's kind of sou- more more sour, but the Berlina Weisse. Uh, I had some in actual Berlin this year, and that tastes very similar to what I had over there. And wow, it's pretty good. I could pound a few of pretty these. Much anything German, you're partisan to, <laughs> just automatically. That's true. Yeah, I'm a just bit. If, um, it, if the beer label has anything about Schweinsteiger, he's all over. Schweinsteiger. <laughs> if it has anything, I don't even know what that means, but yeah, uh, that's a former soccer player. My, my, oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't exactly say his name, but that was pretty close. Yeah, my is he retired goal. now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. just retired from the Chicago Fire. Yeah. All those freaking old guys coming over to Chicharito USA. Is he that old? Chicharito's he's kinda old. He's older, but I mean with the galaxies, I think he's still got a couple years to prove something in the MLS. So Damn. still so quick too. Oh, dude, he he tore it up and he played in Germany for a while for Bayer Leverkusen and he he was quite the uh, quite the athlete. Yeah. No, I, I think he'll do really well for the galaxy. I was I looked I was in the liquor store for like twenty minutes looking. I was trying to get the strongest thing I could find that I thought would still taste good. And so I'm kinda disappointed Maine isn't here tonight. Got a good review from Grant though, so I'll take it. Hey, maybe we'll save one for him next week. Yeah, I, I would give this like uh I don't it's gotta be one of the best beers I think that I've tried on here personally. I don't know, eight seven. Solid. What do you think? I'd probably give it like a seven nine. It's pretty seven, good. Nine. I'll go in that range. I'll think probably a seven eight. So I think I can't necessarily speak for our other podmate, but I feel like he would like it because we both have similar tastes in beer, and then uh, he also really likes sours. So I think really I'm trying to it. I'm trying to envision uh, something that he would say in his head. <laughs> <laughs> something like, about we're both eight soft. I don't know eight soft. This made him eight soft. It went took him from four to eight soft or something like that. So. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing our best. The guy's, the, the guy's a fucking wild card. Yeah. <laughs> he is. You really don't know what he's going to say. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, after we post those episodes on Tuesdays, you guys will just take quotes from the show and text them out. And sometimes, like, I don't even hear him saying these things right. on the air, but sometimes you guys just hit me with these Aaron Main quotes that you come <laughs> out. And we... Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll start a segment of our favorite quotes <laughs> from the week before. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I think a top quotes section top on the web or, or on maybe a poll media or something would be, would would be, be pretty great. cool. Yeah. Um, so this last one, uh, Wheat and I just grabbed just before recording. This is going to be the Happy Bassett. Uh, they brewed it on the spot for us. Doghouse Doppelbach. It's not so bitter. And it's got 8.6%. It's not god-awful. It's just a little awful, but not bad. It doesn't have that, that bitterness like the IPAs I usually uh, bring. So yeah, 8.6%, so this will get you shmammered pretty good. Yeah, 9.1 and 8.6. You can go back and forth between ours. We'd be in tr- this would get you in the doghouse. This would? Get- oh, nice. Maybe that's the reason for the name. I don't know. We'll have to ask. What? Yeah. I don't know. I, I like So their many men have gotten in trouble with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming home smelling like this, you go directly in the doghouse. Okay, boys, 10th episode. We've made it 10. Uh, we've kind of stumbled and lagged a couple a couple weeks on some episodes, but we're glad for our viewers still sticking around. 
Uh, please continue to give us feedback. Please watch our episodes. Let us know what we can do better. If any um, segments or any questions that you guys may have, please let us know because we'll be happy to answer them or maybe try something new. We always want to keep it lively and keep it entertaining for everybody. So we have kind of made our lists. Uh, we're going to st- uh, start with the top 10 memorable uh, games that we uh, have experienced in our lifetime. Grant, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. You want to start um, with number ten and then go to the your most. Yeah, favorite? yeah. Okay. I was I was thinking about doing that because yeah, can't start off at number one. So at number ten, I had something that was um, a little not necessarily out of bounds, but I guess not along the uh, more normative uh, line of thinking that most people have, or at least especially with me, just because it's not necessarily proximal to, to my life. But I just remember watching this game and. I didn't necessarily have a huge dog in the fight, but Italy versus France uh, in the 2006 World Cup. I just remember that, uh, watching that with one of my best friends growing up. And he was a huge Italy fan, and so I guess that's kind of my personal relationship with it. But And so I was rooting for France mostly just despite him. Oh, of course. Um, and <laughs> so that's basically how that went down. But it, it was such a fun game because Italy ended up winning in PKs, and even though it wasn't the result that I wanted, it was one of the craziest World Cup matches I think I've ever watched. Um I haven't seen too many, obviously, hey, you know since where that they World only Cup happen was, every four years. But you know where that World uh, Cup was held, right? Uh, where Germany? Oh, really? Yeah, nice, legit. Um, but yeah, that was pretty crazy, just because of uh, the intensity. Uh, Zidane was still on France at the time, and he was kind of a. I think was that the headbutt game? I'm pretty sure. I was that it, the final? I think it was. was yeah, I, yeah. I thought he did that in the semis, but I could be wrong. But yeah, it definitely was that. It was that definitely cut. around that time. Got so sent off it was for a headbutt. Yeah, it was crazy. Not only fun because of the game, but also because of some of the uh, personalities involved. Theatrics. Um. So number nine, or do we want to go ten, 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 and then go yeah, around? That. Or okay, I, yeah, I'm fine with doing, Switch it up doing whatever. Yeah, we're just going all the way through. What's your uh, number ten? Wait. Well, let me pull it up here. I took a long time making these lists. Number ten for me, one of the crazier finals I've ever seen in the NBA, and I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again. And I didn't really pick a particular game, but I remember the first three or four games of this series, the team that was away did not make it out of the 70s, which is unheard of, especially in today's NBA. Jared Dudley just slapped a huge three on his former team there. It's pretty awesome. They got 104 points in the third. In the third quarter. Yeah, it was really close. They came back, and the Lakers kind of pulled away again at the end of the third here. Duddles. So, uh, number 10 for me is the 2005 NBA Finals, Spurs versus Pistons. Um, but it was just a star-studded, like, finals on both sides. You got the Spurs with the big three. Then you got the Piston with the uh, Wallaces down low, Billups, Rip. I mean, it was just an incredible star-studded finals. And the fact that they were actually playing defense, hard-nosed defense. Like, the Pistons, I don't even think, made it to 70. I think they scored 69 points in the first game. And then the road team... The next two or three games um, didn't even make it out of the seventies. I just don't think we'll see anything like that again. So, true. What you got for number ten there? Number ten has to be the twenty eighteen MLS decision day for me. Um, so I was I'm a Sporting Kansas City season ticket holder, and this is the last game of the season. So all the teams play at the same time, and it decides the whole playoff picture. Uh, LAFC is was was a new team at the time, and they're just a juggernaut, and they were coming in. Um, 
and whoever won this game got the first seed in the Western Conference. Uh, so it was important. Uh, I Will Farrell was there at the at the stadium, so he's a part owner in the LAFC. And I remember being down by a goal, and we, I believe, Sesanovic, our defender, gets a red card, so we're even down a man. We end up coming back to win, uh, getting the first seed, and I just think. That season was magical. We didn't get the result. Um, we lost in the semifinals, the conference semifinals. But uh, that was one of the most memorable sporting events I've ever gone to, so yeah. or ever seen. And that's it was awesome that I was in person to see that too. <laughs> and that's only number ten. So that's number ten. Yeah. Yeah. About to Have you ever been to an MLS game? Yes, I've been to sporting two sporting KC games. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I've only no, I haven't been to a sporting KC. I've only been to a Wizards. Should go. So that. back in the game. Yeah, back you in guys. The day. You yeah, guys have no. to join me in the in the spring or summertime. Yeah, yeah for sure. Down for that. Um, I've been to Let's a, Rapids, a, I've been yeah, to a pregame Rapids. pod maybe or something. Yeah, I've been to a Rapids game too. Fun fact. Nice. In Colorado. It would be yeah. It would be pretty cool to go to a hockey game. So, but Rapids um, sorry, Rapids is MLS. MLS, bro. You're thinking about Avalanche. Avalanche. Yeah, no, I was just saying it would oh, also be oh, cool okay. to go to a yeah, hockey no, game. I would Anything in Colorado, pro sports-wise, would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Nuggets. I'd love Rockies. to go to a Rockies game. Yeah. Broncos. We've been to that. It hasn't been good the last two years, so let's not it's talk about been, that. Thank you. It's been pretty awesome. Goodbye. Right. Uh, so my number nine is uh, the Royals game five uh, in the World Series against the Mets in okay. 2015. We were down 2-0 going into the ninth inning, and Harvey pretty much had to shut down the entire game, and so um, that was pretty crazy that we were able to come back. I think we ended up winning like 7-2, to so it ended up being kind of a blowout, which is why I put it a little farther back. Um, and then I have another Royals game later on, which I think not necessarily the game in and of itself. I mean, the game in and of itself was really good, but uh, it was also just kind of what – the theme that it started and kind of what it meant in a greater context for the Royals later on. I have a feeling I know what it is. Yeah. But I'm not going to um, spoil it. Yeah, I was about to say, most Royals fans probably know what game that I'm talking about. But I'd definitely, just as uh, an ode to their World Series win, I had to put that one in there. For sure. Go ahead, Wee. What's your number nine? Number nine for me, and I've talked about it on the pod before, but it is the Todd Reesing breakout game versus Colorado in 2006. Um, my buddy and his dad had season tickets, and we pretty much went to every home game every Saturday. We were decent at the time, still had Fat Man Mangino there, so it was at least entertaining on offense for us to watch. Um, but Colorado was really bad that year, I mean really bad, and we were down 9 to nothing pretty early. And I think just before the half or just after the half, uh, they put Todd in, and this guy just comes out electric. I mean, we are down 9 Oh, to start the second half, and he goes off for uh, 100 yards passing, 90 yards rushing, one TD on the ground, one TD through the air, and we win the game. And we actually um, still kind of played a two QB system the rest of the year, but we ended up getting to a bowl game, and um, the last few games of the year was pretty much all racing, and then the next couple years were just pretty historic for KU football. Um, because we don't we don't get those opportunities too often, and we haven't since he has been gone. So to be there, see that in person, see him running all over Colorado, and then just how electric and how much excitement he brought was fun. So awesome! I was actually not expecting anything outside the Orange Bowl for KU football to make any of our yeah. top tens. So good pick, Aaron. 
Um, I'm going to stick with the soccer theme and Sporting KC. Number nine is going to be the 2017 U.S. Open Cup final. So uh, that is also a Lamar Hunt trophy that you can actually win. So, And Lamar Hunt was a previous owner. He was the owner of the Wizards. He started it. And uh, 2017, we had the chance to play for the trophy and uh, got that huge win. It was it was awesome. It was against the New York Red Bulls. Uh, I just remember the atmosphere being electric and them lifting the trophy and having confetti at the end. I mean – can't beat it you can't beat lifting a cup ever so uh i'll have to just say that one not not a whole lot behind that but all right number eight there uh mr waters so my number eight is uh tiger winning the 2019 masters which isn't necessarily a game but i feel like it should be brought up because it's a it's game a within moment. within its context it's a, memorable, um, it's a memorable sports moment yeah for sure I and like so i mean i was around for most of his titles obviously but i wasn't that into golf until the last couple of years and so i think that this had more of an impact on thanks me aaron i appreciate you introducing I, me to I, the game. I mean it was inevitable that me. i was probably gonna start getting into it later on in my older oh, years okay uh you know being in business and stuff it kind of helps with building relationships with coworkers. i love you but too grant anyway uh yeah <laughs> i I picked that one. I'm also a big Tiger guy, so for sure. I think no, was, it was awesome was to cool. see him make a comeback and win that. Grant does have the gear. He's got the hat and a couple of the those shirts that had like the cutoff collar. Yeah, I was complete crap dope. until I got that stuff. Uh, he's well, so, he's still complete. Crap. And then I started. Don't worry. Then I started building some steam. I haven't. I haven't played in like two years. So better than Casey. Yeah. Well, and I can't. I can't say Grant's <laughs> complete crap because he literally has only played for like two whole years. Sure. So he for playing for that long, he's actually pretty decent. I'm not gonna lie, he picked it up a lot quicker than most, most people would. Been guess. going out a lot just to keep up with you and Casey. So I mean, I'm it's gonna, not hard to keep up with Casey, but you I'm still joining can't you me. guys this spring and summer. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the course with you guys. You better spend six hundred dollars on a set before you do a camera. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eight. Is that what we're on here? Yep. I have two for number eight. It's the only one I don't have an honorable mention for, but I do have a tie for eighth. Um, the first one being the KU comeback against Missouri. Uh, it was 2012. We had Tyshawn, T-Rob. Uh, we were down by 19 in the second half, and it was just such a huge game because it was Missouri's you know, last year in the Big 12. Huge rivalry. I think we played the most times in basketball out of anybody for a rivalry game or we're at least top two, top three. Um, and it just, we could have had the game in Columbia. Like, we got some BS calls, which is expected in a rivalry game and that kind of environment, but um, couldn't pull that game out. So then, you know, on we had a really good team that year, ended up making it to the championship. And it was just such a letdown in the first half. And then the second half, we start making a little run. The crowd gets really into it. I wish I was at this game. Um but down 19, make a crazy comeback against Missouri. Uh, keeps the Big 12 title streak alive because Missouri was threatening that, and they were ranked higher than us. Um, they had a really good team that year, Kim English and uh, pr- the Pressy brothers. and they Dude, were, I miss the – They were solid. I miss the Big 12, the old Big 12. Yep. A&M and Missouri screwed up. They are not very good in their current conference. <laughs> they're in the SEC. I'm sure they're making their money, which is oh, what the whole move was for. But, 
you know. When it, it comes to football. Yeah. Well, and, and the Big 12's had opportunities to bring other teams in, Houston, Cincy, Louisville, stuff like that. I, I really think it would be a good idea to bring some of those teams I in. I think still. Louisville would be a good move. Yeah, Louisville's powerhouse. I mean, for the conference they're in, or I think they're in the American or whatever they call it, but it's like they deserve better than that. Sure. Uh, even Houston. Houston's the fastest-growing city in the U.S., so I think that would be a big move. But, yeah, that that game in 2012 against Missouri, like – one of the best KU comebacks I've ever seen uh, now in Fieldhouse. We had one against West Virginia. Um, Devontae's junior year, I believe. Um, that was really fun, but nothing beats beating your huge rival. I mean, sure. So number eight um, is another KU game. And I kind of, when I was making this list, I was like trying to balance it between the games I've been at and actually witnessed and the ones on TV and the ones I went to kind of held some more weight. I mean, I could probably think of games that might have been a little bit better that I just watched on TV, but actually going and experiencing it, you know, is a whole new level. So uh, the second, the tied for eighth, is when I got to sit on the Allen Fieldhouse floor for the game. It was actually in the section where the fight took place the other night. It was in down in the handicap section. Yeah, I was about to say, you were in the disabled section? Yes, okay, so quick backstory. My old baseball coach... Uh, ran security for um, Allen Fieldhouse and all pretty much all the KU sporting events uh, and then at their Granada as well. And he was like, hey, because it was another top 10 matchup, hey, this lady uh, doesn't want to make the trip because she's like 90 years old and it's going to be nuts in Allen Fieldhouse's top 10 matchup. And I believe it was a weekday game. It wasn't even a Saturday game, but Allen Fieldhouse is always crazy. You know, play basketball and they'll come. But uh, so, yeah, I got to sit on the floor and – Great game the whole time. We sat right behind uh, Seth Davis, actually, on the baseline. And this creep, the whole time, was looking at the KU cheer squad, trying to find, like, their Instagrams and Facebooks. Like, wow, okay, Seth Davis. I'm sure he's married, but whatever. You just called Ca- him out. Call him, just him, his, his, him out. His wife probably nope. isn't listening. Nobody so watched. Yeah, yeah, I doubt Seth Davis is going <laughs> to care. But So, yeah, Baylor, again, another, like, threatening the streak kind of game. They're ranked in the top ten. They're actually ranked higher than us, just like the Mizzou game. And Tyshawn and T-Rob just go off in the second half. And we actually made Sports Center top ten because we were on the baseline. And in the first half, Tyshawn throws this massive alley-oop to T-Rob. And it was freaking awesome. So we were on the top ten, and we came back and blew him out by 18. We were down early, like 10, and came back and blew him out. So Cool. It's two number eights. Yeah, two number eights. Cool. What you got? I actually have 2011 World Series Game 6 between the Rangers and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, my dad's from St. Louis, backstory, so I'm not just bandwagoning. But my dad had a lot of emotional investment in this game, and, you know, he always likes to cheer for his hometown team. Uh, So it was interesting to see the Cardinals come back from the last strike twice uh end up tying that game in the ninth inning and then go ahead and winning in the 11th and then go ahead and taking a game seven easily from them but uh i don't know just the amount of drama and clutch performance from david freeze uh who retired this year um that was impressive and it's one of the most memorable parts of my childhood i thought that guy was going to be a stud yeah i mean he moved out of st louis and I think it went to L.A. and another team. You take a kid from St. Louis, right? You yeah. take him from the St. Louis area. He's playing with pride. He's playing for his hometown team. You move him to L.A., give him some money. 
that's not very not not really setting him up for success. I think you know someone like that, like Moose. If Moose was still in KC, he'd be tearing it up. Like he's doing good for the Brewers. Yeah, it's still a mid. He's hitting well. It's still, with the Reds. It's still kind of a homey midtown organization. So are the Reds. So I, I think he'll do fine. But yeah, that that move is a, is a lot different. Like yeah, for you go sure. to the glitz and glamour of LA after being in St. Louis and Freeze, growing up here. Free stayed. If he stayed in St. Louis, I think he'd still be playing baseball. Yeah, he was great. He was great during that run that they had and several years besides that. I know this isn't going to make me any friends in this room, but my number seven is uh, Ray the Allen. Heat's game six. Ray Allen. Yeah. Oh, I knew it. I knew well, it. actually, I have <laughs> I have LeBron game six versus the Spurs, so I don't even oh, have the Heat there. Oh, my God. But, uh, oh. I mean, should that we was talk just, about that AC I, I feel game? like even though you were on the losing side, that should still be a pretty memorable game. It was a memorable it, game. It was just so Ray crazy. Allen, not LeBron James. Uh, I mean, the guy wasn't like a bum for the entire. I haven't. I didn't look at his stat line, but I'm sure that it was outrageous. He just didn't hit the the shot at the end of the game, but that was still just insane. The Heat had no business winning that game, and we should have won back to back finals. We should have won back. The rest finals. is history. We were Shit. one defensive. I mean, away. the Heat should have yep. won three finals in a row. Oh, we but, blew y'all out the next year, and that's coming up, don't you? Well, worry? no, in 2011 against the Mavs this year. Oh, that's enough. That's God. enough with your number seven. But anyway, <laughs> all right, we what you got at number seven? Let me pull it up. I hope it's the next year after we got our hearts broken. Hmm. Maybe I can't number these right. Maybe I don't have a number seven. Maybe my two eights. One of them was supposed to be number seven. Oh nope, number seven is the KU Orange Bowl. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. For KU to go and do that after being so bad for so long, like, uh, it was despicable. Enough said. Despicable. So, but, yeah, Desmond Briscoe, Brandon McAnderson, Jake Sharp, Keep Tlaib, they were all just studs. We just all happened to have a bunch of studs. Chris Harris Jr., we just happened to have so many studs at the same time. Daryl Stuckey. And it just worked out. And it was pretty cool to go and beat Vatek because – Vatek was on like a 15 bull streak and they had only lost like three or four. Um, <clears throat> Frank Beamer was a great coach for them. And then we beat, uh, it was Vic's brother. I can't remember his first name, but he was pretty good player and Legit. shut him down and got it done. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. Only BCS bull one in this state. K-State fan. Shade. Shade. <laughs> Uh, my number seven would be the 2013 MLS Cup Final where Sporting KC brought home the trophy after I think it was 11 rounds of penalty kicks against Real Salt Lake. Dude, did you see Casey Brown? Were you at the game? I was not at the game, oh, but I remember watching it on TV. Casey Brown was actually at that game. I'm sure it was ridiculous. It was about seven degrees outside. Yep. Casey so that is dedication. Brown. Downtown Casey Brown. He said he was drinking fireballs and hot chocolate the whole time. Fireballs with hot chocolate. That sounds fantastic. They serve it at like all the KC sporting events now. I've never tried one, but they have the Till vodka out there, mm-hmm. which is and they have this like I don't know, it's mixed with something, but that is tasty. I'm surprised they don't have the 360 vodka. Like. They do. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have your. They have everything. <laughs> okay, but yeah. We Speaks all know what ourself. happened there. Sporting yeah. KC won a uh, the, the 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 cup, so for sure. So what is this? Our third KU football shout out. Oh, that geez. has to be a world, a different one a world record. Yeah. So the KU uh, game against K State in 2007. Oh, okay. Because it was the only ranked team that we played up until Missouri that year, 
And so I I just felt like that was pretty memorable considering it put us on the map for that year. It kind of made it seem like, okay, we're actually Legit. doing something. We're not yeah. just, you know, winning a couple of shitty games for the first part of the season. And then an honorable mention I had the Nebraska game because we scored 76 points. 76. And I, I, remember, I remember watching that on my patio with my parents, and they were just like, yeah, they used to do this shit to us all the time, so it's nice to give it to them for oh, once yeah. because in the 90s, they would just run up the score on us all the time. So it was pretty crazy that we were able to give it back to them. There, well, and there's a play in that game, I don't know if you remember this, where there was an unblocked like middle linebacker that came up and just destroyed Reesing but didn't like wrap him up. So Reesing like, bounced out of it and rolled out and throws a touchdown on Kerry Meyer. It's awesome. One of my honorable mentions was another KU football one, um, which is uh, the year after we lost to Missouri, Kerry uh, Meyer and Briscoe's senior year. But – we beat them in the snow in Arrowhead. It didn't mean as much that year because we – I think we went like eight, end up 8-5 and five after the bowl game that yeah. year. But coming back and, and beating them the next year was, I mean, somewhat sweet. It would have been nice if we were like playing to possibly go to a natty or a Big 12 championship again. But we might not have went to the Orange Bowl had we gone to the Big 12 championship and lost because Missouri didn't get a BCS Bowl that year. So it worked out. Was that your number six? No, it was not. Just – KU football, I'm surprised there's been so many. I know, and, right? And different, and different ones, too. I guess World because record. when you guys actually win a decent game, it's, yeah. you know. Right. It's going to be remembered. It's going to it's gonna stick around for a while. I've talked about this one before, so I won't spend too much time on it, but number six is the KU Big 12 title game in 2011. Uh, took down Tristan Thompson and the Longhorns. The Morris Twins were outstanding. I believe Marcus won most outstanding player, but I actually went to every one in the tournament. I think I maybe missed one tournament game because we went out to eat or something, but I saw all the KU games. My parents surprised us with tickets after uh, the semis. I had been there the whole time. I was like, well, I don't have tickets to the final. Watch it at home, whatever. It's been a good run. And then my parents were like, hey, we're going to the championship. So cool. got to see us go beat Texas, and we... <laughs> Lost in the tournament early that yeah, year. Yeah, I was about to say, well, how did we do in the tournament that year? Oh, Thanks, Bill Self. Here we go. I think that was VCU <laughs> year? Was, was that? Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's awesome because, like, living so close to Kansas City, you know, it's nice that we have the tournament. Yeah. I go to a game pretty much every year. What it, it, The first round, even, is pretty cheap, and you get to see two games for one. So, like, yeah. last year. I mean, it's college basketball. It's yeah. fun to watch. Last, year, sprint center, last so. year, West Virginia upset Texas Tech in the first I round. I remember. I saw that game, and then KU Texas was next, and we handled them. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then Texas Tech makes a Final Four run. So, got to see a Final Four team and got to see my Hawks win. Pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, really I, I see love Oh, you can go. Sorry. I was just going to make some no, stupid go for it. Go for uh, it. I was just going to say, because I was watching Rondo, I really want to see him in public sometimes so I can say, oh, it's my favorite point guard, Chris Paul. Did you guys see that video? No. Someone at some clothing store, Rondo, was passing by me, and he was just like, oh, shit, it's my favorite point guard ever. And then he goes, it's Chris Paul. And Rondo, Rondo. Like, Rondo was kind of like smiling, fine with it at first, and then once he said Chris Paul, he was like, what the fuck? I don't even know. Get it, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Were they, like, roasting, or they, like, legit didn't know who it was? I'm pretty sure they knew who it was. Oh, I think they were, they were trolling. <laughs> hey, it's it my favorite hilarious. point guard, Franklin the Turtle. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it was so funny. For sure. Anyway. My number six would be the 2013 AFC wildcard game. The Colts were trailing the Chiefs thirty-eight to ten and end up winning on, forty-five man. to forty-four. Wait, that wasn't the AFC Championship game. No, I said the divisional round. Yeah, right? you said wild card. I said wild card. Oh, okay. I thought you said championship. My bad. Luck literally fumbled to yeah, himself. You guys didn't win the yeah, AFC West that year. I don't think we went to an AFC Championship game. You didn't win the AFC West that year either. 
yeah. Okay, number five. This year. Yeah. Number five, Grant? Uh, so my number five is another LeBron game. Oh. Uh, I'm honestly surprised that this isn't higher, but game seven against the Warriors in 2016. I mean, the yeah, dude in that entire series was outstanding. I think in the last two games, was it, that he had a 40-point triple-double? Um, so that was just pretty insane. And then obviously the block on Iguodala to seal the game. Um, I mean, that was just an insane series. And the rundown. No one ever thought that they were going to be able to win that. So Whose um, block was better, DeSosa or LeBron? Uh, probably LeBron's. <laughs> Are you sure? But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to go with LeBron on that one. <laughs> All right, what's your number five? We- number five, Super Bowl 32, Denver Broncos defeat the Packers. Matchup of two all-time greats, John Elway, Brett Favre. Um, was really a good game, and the thing that really sticks out to me in that game is Terrell Davis um, played through a migraine and still ended up winning the MVP um, and then plus Elway's helicopter, which they just had like the top 100 plays in NFL history or whatever, and it was like top top 20. I think it was like number 13 of all time. So it was pretty cool. But, yeah, that's my number five. Broncos getting their first Super Bowl victory finally after I think that was Elway's third trip. Damn. So, yeah, he went, to yeah. A lot, he went to a lot of Super Bowls. He just didn't really have the team. Gotcha. My number five would be 2014 <laughs> NBA Finals Game 3. This is when the Spurs absolutely handled the heat, scored 71 p- points in the first half, shot 75.8% from the field in that half. Uh, I remember watching that game and seeing the teamwork and the ball movement and all of that. It was literally poetry in motion, and I, that was the most beautiful basketball I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you remember Patty Mills, Ginobili, all that. Just passing the ball movement was oh, ridiculous, was amazing, and it's so like you said, so fluid. Yeah, I mean that team had chemistry, and it, I don't think any other team in the NBA but that team beats the Heat that year. So they played together for so long and Boo. knew each other and perfected Pop's system, which to perfect a guy like Popovich's system is, you know, incredible. So. For sure. It was pretty crazy. If there's one fault that I do have for LeBron, it's that sometimes in the playoffs, especially when he would play the Warriors, but also against the Spurs, he just likes to slow the game down and kind of cerebrally uh, calculate the game his way, and he doesn't really let the game kind of free flow yeah. like the Spurs and the Warriors do. And so I've always kind of disliked that about how LeBron goes about his business. Now he's still awesome and isn't you know nearly as bad as James Harden to watch or anything, but. No. Um, oh that was I mean I have to put some spec on that for sure just like he, th- he thought too much like when you play a team like that you just got to play your game because when you slow it down and try to play cerebrally they're going to beat you at that and I don't yeah. think I don't think LeBron maybe at that time maybe at that time he probably understood but earlier in his career I, I don't think maybe he quite understood that but I mean obviously he's one of the most uh, intelligent high IQ guys in the league now and I don't think it took him long for him to do that but you know when you come in the league at 18, it does take a little while. Right. Yeah. Um, so so my number four, four is uh, Fetter's 2017 Australian Open win against Nadal. And I think that that's pretty memorable for me, more memorable than some of his other ones, was just because it was against a longtime rival who had had the best of him for quite a while. And then I think in their last like six matches, Fetter's actually beat him every time except for once in the French. 
uh, or on clay at some point in the last year or so. Um, and so I, yeah, and that, I didn't, I mean, you weren't sure based on how old Fed was, which he was 36 at the time, whether or not he would win another Grand Slam. And so it was just pretty crazy that he was able to get one. And then that kind of started, I think it was because he switched uh, his racket. He uh, made it to be um, a greater width. I think the, the, the frame, the head frame was a little bit bigger. And so it allowed his uh, backhand to have a bigger sweet spot. Um, and so that especially helped him against the doll because it neutralized the forehand spin that Nadal likes to put on his shots. Um, and so that was just pretty crazy because he was also down a break in the fifth set and came back and won. Um, and so, yeah. And, and then it, and then it started this, uh, three slam run that he's had these last couple of years and hopefully he can get one more. He should have had one against Djokovic last year in the Wimbledon final. I thought he won. I literally thought he had won. Yeah. I couldn't believe when he gave up. 40-15 on your serve. Just how? In Djokovic didn't even really have to do that much. Federer no. just kind of effed up. Honestly, Joker played a lot of defense in that final. And, you know, that's kind of how he is anyways. He's not too aggressive. He takes his shots when he can. But, yeah, like you said, it was just a lot of unforced errors on Fed's part. And neither guy, playing defense. I think at the time, yeah, you were even saying that neither guy brought their A game. And it was still an incredible final yeah. watch. Like, yeah, Joker, Joker was, finally, was finally coming back to the top after he had... It's just a weird 18-month stretch for him because he was like nobody could beat him for a period of time, and then all of a sudden he turns it back on in the Australian beginning of the year, and he's right back. But yeah, no tennis. I I feel bad for leaving a lot of the tennis out. I did thought I did think about it and have an honorable mention for Joker later. But yeah, Federer's. I mean, like he needed a bigger sweet spot on his backhand. Like he's got the best backhand of all time, and it's not even close. So. What's your number four? Number four. Hmm. I don't know what I have for number four. Oh, number four. Yeah, I like this one. Grant, I bet's going to love this one. The Heat Wave game in the AT&T ah, Center. Ah, the AC. Got a bunch of 40-year-olds running around, just freaking running circles around the Heat, which, you know, they weren't that young, but <clears throat> they were the favorites. They beat us the year before. Uh, we did have Kawhi Leonard, but... Everybody, all the big three, the original big three, still had huge games. Was it like 92 degrees on the court or something like yeah, that? Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. Wait, the favorites? The I don't think we were the favorites in that finals. I how are you? How do you win the finals the year before and you're not the favorites in that finals? Because we had an aging Dwayne Wade who well, missed quite a few games during the season with knee problems. We had and a th- Chris Bosh wasn't what he used to we be. We had a 37, a 39, and 40-year-old, and you guys weren't the favorites yeah, with LeBron You guys James. still, I mean, I think in terms of offensive efficiency that year, I think that was maybe the best net rating that the Spurs ever had. Yeah. It was in 2014. Well, we, it was because a of a balance of offensive defense. Yeah, it was... Hey, they're pretty hot Pretty right incredible. Now. But the, the only other thing that sticks out to me in that finals is just Kawhi Leonard. That was kind of his rise to the top. It was pretty incredible, like, run for him because he came in so raw. Like, everybody knew he was a great athlete and could defend so well, but he couldn't shoot and... He just became he, – he developed a little bit of an outside game and mid-range game and is driving to the bucket. It was already there. but And then he's like an incredible free-throw shooter, and that really came <laughs> that really came into play. So he shot like 90, 90% on the year. So that's my number four. Top three. Oh, no, one more top four. Uh, I have the 2015 World Series Game 5 again. The Royals bringing it home. I mean, that was huge for the city. So – that was fun to watch, and the parade was awesome as well. So uh, that championship meant a lot. We waited 30 years for it, and Kansas City has a chance to do it again here in a couple weeks. So, yeah, and then and then a couple months after that, 
start the the baseball season. Baseball season, yeah. Hopefully they can uh, crush mainstreams. The Mike Matheny, a new manager. We'll see how that goes. And they, uh, Dude, how Salvador, does that guy, Salvador how does that Perez. guy go from calling Josh Donaldson like Mister Two Fifty Seven a million <laughs> times <laughs> in one episode, and then he just praises him online yeah, on social media? It's just like, bro, this is not a, an accurate representation of what you were saying the other day. But hey, whatever. Salvador Perez becoming a U.S. citizen today. Congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah, I did too. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. Nice if he could stay on the field. Right. Well, that's not his fault. He needed um, surgery. We so missed him last year for sure, but I think Mike Matheny and the boys. Gordon got signed to a one-year Dirty deal. Mike and the boys. Mike and the boys. I think Dirty we, Mike. I, I mean, on the other guys, That's I think that's the homeless crew Like has sex in his car. And it's called the soup kitchen. <laughs> I, I figured a guy like you would be like Magic Mike and the boys. Dirty Mike. Boys. Number three there, Grant? Uh, so my number three is uh, a pretty memorable game, mostly because it just happened. Uh, the Chiefs against the Titans. <laughs> and hopefully hopefully, a uh, Super Bowl win can uh, be knocked up a few notches. It'd probably go to number two. I don't know if it'd be number one. I have a feeling that Aaron and I's number ones are probably pretty similar, even though I – Hate someone uh, involved in it, but anyway. Oh, that can't be anyway, your number one after that comment. Anyway, it it was more about the players. Oh. Boy, it wasn't about him. Okay. It was amazing the players were able to do what they were able to do in spite of him. Your number one, uh, probably. Yeah, I'd have to go with the Chiefs. Chiefs over the Titans, just because. Um, I mean, not that I I, I joke with Aaron that his uh, pick of the Titans was was BS, and you know. Uh, Shouldn't have been made, but I mean, there were a lot of doubters for good reasons against the Chiefs because the Titans were hot, and not that we weren't favored, but not that you uh, guys weren't hot. I mean, you guys have been the hottest second or third hottest team in football. But I mean, I I thought that we were gonna potentially choke. I mean, it was in the back of my mind. So, um, awesome win, and yeah, hopefully we can go get another one. Yeah, especially after that start again. I mean, you see it ten zero, and you're it's like, almost oh, like shit, in the Super Derek Bowl, Henry. we want to be down by ten points that's because that's prediction. been our formula. Dude, I really think it's going to be very similar because, and Romo, great announcer, by the way, alluded to it. It just took Mahomes a little bit of time to adjust to what that defense was throwing at him. Now, I think the Niners' D is a little bit better than the Titans. The t- Titans was a step up from the Texans, and now you're taking another step up. But That offense yeah, good. And, and another good run game. I mean, Tevin Coleman's probably not going to play, but um, Kittle. Yeah, and then yeah, and then you you didn't even get to see that because the Niners didn't even need to step back and throw the ball. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, number three for me, I'll probably catch some flag for this one. Uh, Two thousand four ALCS Game Four, Boston Red Sox come back to beat the Yankees, and the great Mariano Rivera blows a save. I remember, uh, I remember watching highlights. Yep, of that. only scored only scored one. Yeah, you were probably like I was five to remember. When were you, what year were you born? 98. Oh, God. Yeah, you were five or, five or oh six. Jesus. That's you sweet little boy. <laughs> sweet little, sweet little boy. boy. But, no, just, just to do it against Mariano, like, that guy, probably one of the only Yankees, I might throw Jeter in there just because he wasn't a horrible dude, but one of the few Yankees I respect, and he, he deserved uh, the 100% vote um, to get into the Hall of Fame, the only person ever, and so did Jeter, by the way, which – Got snubbed by one vote. <laughs> Probably some Boston sports writer from that was back such in the bullshit. Day. I like, read about that. All but one vote <laughs> to get unanimous. But yeah, doing that against Mariano, and then um, we, I mean, we were we had to win that game, or the series was over. We were down three zero. 
Um, so we come back that night, win in extras, and then the, followed up the next night with another win in extras, and then sweep the rest of the series and go on to win our first World Series in 86 years. I mean, that's part it's of huge. It's part of what made me fall in love with the Red Sox. Yeah, I was the players first, but then just that resiliency and being able to come back against you know the great Yankees, the 26 championship Yankees, like to do that against them and to go win your first World Series in that long is awesome. So. My number three is Super Bowl 50. Oh, shit. Peyton I Manning. I love it. Peyton Manning, my favorite. I looked up to him. Inspiration. Great IQ. Great athlete. Super Bowl 50. Gets his final win. Rides off on the sunset. Gets his trophy. Love the man to death. One of my favorite uh, sport sporting events of, of all time. I don't know what else to say. Huge respect going on right now. Huge respect. I yeah. remember all those, yeah, <laughs> all those <laughs> Panthers bandwagons. Like, oh, the Panthers are gonna crush them. Blah blah blah. Their offense is too good. Yeah, we Broncos saw shut them up. What did they allow? Ten points. Ten points. Like 190 yards, maybe. It Crazy. was less than 200 yards. Anyway, uh, uh, so anyway. my number two. By the way, hold on. Before Grant starts this one, what he was kind of explaining what we we're seeing on TV, but it was uh, quite the scene. LeBron James and Bill Clinton, former president and impeached president Bill Clinton, uh, were like holding hands, like facing each other, like they're about to make out. It was thought it was about to be a Monica moment. Beautiful, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for interrupting, Grant. That was I just had to explain to the viewers what we were seeing there. Cause hey, was, no problem. Was quite the scene. Um, so my number two, as I alluded to earlier, was the Royals' wild card game against the A's in 2014. So I think that even though this wasn't the World Series year, I think that it led up to that, created, kind of cultivated that that winning spirit that we were able to get. Because I think both years we pretty much after we won. Did we were we in the wild card game in 2015 too? No. No, we won. Okay, yeah, but it it seemed like after that wild card game, everything else was just so much easier because I think in the next two rounds we swept them or it was pretty close to sweeps um, up until the World Series. 2014, we swept all the way to Game One of the World Series and we lost Game One. Okay. So um, but it anyway, it, kind of, it it gave us the taste of winning, um, which I think was the ultimate confidence booster in that we could um, actually take our talents to the highest level. Um, and that game was just in and of itself pretty great because I think we were down 8-3 to three at one point, uh, I think going into the seventh inning. Um, and then we clawed Salve our way down back. The line. Salve down the line. I honestly think that – I think I read somewhere that Ned Yost is, has the highest winning percentage in the playoffs wow. of all time. I believe it. He swept so his way to the World Series. Yeah. It was just those two, because he never made it any other year, so he never had an opportunity to lose. Right. I mean, a minimum of like 10 games or something like that. But Yeah, well, and I was, I'm was, i sort of surprised you didn't pick the following year because you already alluded to what your number one was, so obviously that's off the list. But um, to beat the cheating Houston Astros the next year uh, – down big in their house is pretty incredible, and I think you guys would have went down like three to one and end up nodding in. I could be wrong there. Do you know? Yeah, they would have lost the series. No, it was two to two, I think. Two two, so they would have went down a game. Hold on, instead of three to one, it was two one. Sorry. So that would have put evened it up two two, and then went back to yeah. Kansas City. So that was 
was a freaking awesome game too. That Astros did make some mistakes in that game, which you know, if you're looking for quality baseball, yeah. may not be the most. But I mean, their they, trash can. They're probably cheating because I, I don't know if uh, who started that whole wagon wheel. If it was Beltron or if Core was already doing it, and Beltron was like, "Oh, here's an even better idea. We can, you know, make it even amplify the effects of cheating by doing this and like bringing in the buzzer." But yeah, that that honestly, as a non KC sports fan at all like I was you couldn't help but pull for the roles those years just because like like I've said before the Sox aren't you know rivals with the Royals like the Chiefs and the Broncos so I was definitely pulling for them during that time and it was an awesome couple couple years of runs for them very fun to watch what's your number was that your number two no sorry go ahead what was your number two number two is your number three Super Bowl 50 um just the that defense is an all-time defense to me. If they're not top three all-time, they're <laughs> they got to be in the discussion. And I'd argue until I die that they are a top three defense of all time. Eighty-five Bears, two thousand Ravens, twenty fifteen Broncos, and I, that's Do all. Do you remember that? That's it. Ikeeb Talib face mask or was it Chris Harris? No, it was Talib. Talib's face mask mm-hmm. in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, it was Talib. Dude, there were so many hits on Cam Newton in that game that could have been called. But oh, and he was flailing uh, around like a little bitch. Yeah, but I remember that he took some head-to-head shots from a couple linebackers. Uh, Darian Stewart, T.J. Ward were probably in there too. But a lot of the times he was a runner. But a couple times he was just like outside the pocket passer, and we just launched and nailed him in the head. And they didn't call anything, which was pretty crazy. But um, but yeah, to overcome a quarterback, an aging quarterback, and to get Manning, who was one of my favorite players of all time, uh, just like you, Latrell. Um, a championship when he just had a horrific year, mm-hmm. suffered suffered through injuries. Osweiler had to come in. Like if you can overcome Brock Osweiler and a nine touchdown, seventeen, <laughs> seventeen interception Peyton Manning and win a Super Bowl against the MVP and that's a well rounded team and the best, uh, the most efficient offense in the league. It's like you have to be up there in defensive discussions, but. Um, uh, I would also throw the 13 Seahawks in there because of what they oh ended up God. doing to us. But I remember that. Uh, those cool. four defensives, I mean, you can't get any better than that. And being a Broncos fan, obviously, it's just so fun to watch. And I was a little bit older than when we went back-to-back, so a little sure. bit more memorable than right. 32 yeah. and 33. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my number two would have to be Super Bowl 41. Uh, it's the Indianapolis's only Super Bowl, the Colts' second Super Bowl as a franchise. Uh, Peyton Manning's first. I just remember watching my favorite athlete go up there and lift the Lombardi Trophy. I couldn't think of anything better. You know, it was. I'll remember that that moment forever. Uh, Kelvin Hayden with the pick six on Rex Grossman and the Bears. Uh, Devin Hester opened the game with a kickoff return. I about shot myself. Um, but yeah, no, one it of was, the great greatest of all time. Dude, it yeah, was a he's good Super forgotten. Bowl. It was. No one it ever was, talks about his ass anymore. He it was, was also awesome. it was also in Miami, so yep. that was at Dolphin Stadium. Yeah, the AFC isn't winning in Dolphin Stadium this year. I mean Hard Rock. But Joseph Adai and was it Adai was on that team, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. We had Adai, Gary Brackett. Yeah. Reggie Wayne caught a huge touchdown. I'm pretty sure Harrison Marvin was, was on there. that team. Clark. Vinatieri. I don't know. Vinatieri. Vinatieri was there. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another freaking yeah, Super, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl for that guy. Another Super Bowl for that guy. Freeney. 
Dwight Freeney, who was the other Mathis. DN, yeah, Mathis, dude, dude, but, that that defense was pretty good. Manning never had really like superstars, yeah, but uh, Freeney and Mathis was a hell of a duo, dude. Yeah, and then the year he won it in Denver, he had freaking Demarcus Ware and Von Miller, like <laughs> crazy. You can't get any, but and then two lockdown corners, all pro corners. So, sure. What's your number one? So my number one, uh, you'd probably be able to guess it if you're a KU fan. The Bill Self-led the national championship in 2008 and i would say that the players bailed them out of such a terrible coaching job because they probably should have lost because <laughs> i think actually one of the players took over in the last two minutes and 19 two minutes and nine seconds or two minutes and 19 seconds when we were down by nine uh, and they were like bill self give me that clipboard <laughs> and then we ended up coming back and winning and it was yeah it was crazy <laughs> i was watching it with uh my brother and my dad, and when Mario hit that shot, we just went nuts. And I mean, once it got into overtime, you just knew that we were going to win. We always win games in overtime. It's crazy. Well, like, I if mean, the game goes to overtime, like KU's winning. Like, don't bet on the other team. Derrick Rose was on that team, right? Yeah. Rose, and uh, Chris Douglas, Roberts. Douglas Roberts. Yeah. Who was the big guy? He was pretty solid, too. Dorsey. Uh, Is yeah. That his name? Yeah, yeah Dorsey. sounds right. Glenn Dorsey. No, not Glenn Dorsey. Darnell Jackson, if I remember right. Yeah. Okay, you had Josh Kahn, Darnell. Darrell Arthur. Cole Aldridge was, was awesome. a freshman. And then the final four game, which I almost put in there against North Carolina, like we went up 41 to 12 I remember on that. North Carolina. And North Carolina goes on like a 20-point run. Yeah, and I then thought we were going to lose. As soon as they get back to within like five or six, like KU goes on another huge run. We blow them out. But Cole Aldrich played huge in that game as a freshman and completely made Tyler Hansborough Hansborough. shut down and cry. And it was fucking glorious. I remember Hansborough, dude. It was fucking glorious. Freshman Cole Aldridge was Never to be heard from again. daddy was Tyler Hansborough's daddy. And it was fucking awesome. If you looked it up on Wikipedia, it's actually... Is that also your number one? It is also my number one. Obviously, the shot. I mean, by the way, while we're talking about the shot, who drew up Chop and... Do we still run it to in late game situations that have worked out for us before? Yeah, I think, I think it was Bill Self. Mario came up with it yeah. and Bill took it and then now replicates Whatever. it. But I mean, anyway. it, it was kind of it. It was really fun, obviously, as a KU fan to see. Uh, we definitely probably should have lost that game. Them missing free throws like left and right at the end of that game um, obviously helped us get back in. And we were down like nine with a little over two minutes. To I think go. it was mostly Chris Douglas Roberts. Him I think and Rose. Rose had a few, but I just remember distinctly. I think Roberts shot about four, and Rose shot about four, maybe six yeah. for Roberts. But yeah, they they both clanked some free throws, and they really should have won the game. But yeah, I mean, I take it. I've never went crazier over a single sports moment than Mario Chalmers slapping that three in, and then like Grant said, once you go to overtime, KU is just like really good in overtime we sure. never lose in overtime oh and then we just had all the momentum there was no way yeah. memphis is gonna be able to come back from that disclosure and i was a ku fan at the time my brother had yet to commit Ugh. he had just graduated oh, dang the glory days i know i know Latrell. he had just graduated high school that that i wish i could have known spring, you back then mm-hmm. that summer and then committed to k-state later that summer so mm-hmm. your brother makes your decisions for you he was he's a k-state alum so i, I lean that Dude, way. there's nothing better than oh. a sibling rivalry You're yeah crazy. exactly <laughs> f that guy the, what has the, he the, ever done for you right. <laughs> the other he's done a lot the other's done a lot the other thing that Wait, doesn't he live in germany yeah he's yeah, coming he back in the same he's country <laughs> what we don't even know the guy <laughs> <laughs> okay the other right. thing that made that final so fun for me is we literally <laughs> as soon as it was over my dad's like, we're going to Mass Street, and yeah, my grandpa, we, we my too. my grandpa, my dad, and my brother and I like 
that's just like an unforgettable moment. And granted, I wasn't old enough to like drink or smoke some weed with people or you know it was destroy cars or set shit on fire. It was still like we were old enough to have fun. Yeah, that's it's something you'll never forget. So for sure, no, I remember that. Uh, I was about to turn the game off, honestly, and started missing free throws. And I I do remember the the whole '08 national championship was ridiculous. Um. But yeah, my number one, number one has to be the 2014 World Cup final. Germany bringing it home against Argentina. Uh, being a German citizen, my mom was very invested in the game. Uh, she actually, you're my a German mom, citizen. Yeah, I am. What? I've told you this. They That's just right. give that to anyone these days. That's right. You they couldn't have a German passport if you weren't a citizen. That's right. right. Okay, hundred percent. So uh, we were watching it. Pod, my mom is watching the tele, uh, the TV, too. My mom doesn't even like sports all that much, but if Germany's in the World Cup final, she's obviously going to watch it because that's where she was born. Uh, turns out the coach of the national team is her ex-boyfriend. So, <laughs> yeah, it was really weird because she was like, oh, my God, who like who is this guy? Um but yeah, she, she no. didn't recognize him anymore. Or she, no, she, she like, didn't. Oh. She didn't know that he had made it to that stage oh, until shit. she saw him on the TV. That's cool. Uh, I guess she left him on. Uh, I guess back in the seventies or eighties, she left him on red when he made his professional debut. Oh, she so, she <laughs> left him. <laughs> boss move. Boss and then he ended move. up being like, oh, dude, that makes her way more of a boss than him. That's right. That's right. So wait, did you have to take like a test for what? Citizenship? To be a citizen? Yeah, oh, I automatically get it because my mom is German. Oh. Yeah. So um, that really sparked my love for soccer. I didn't really pay pay attention to soccer all that much, but Germany winning the World Cup in 2014 and visiting Germany a couple summers after. uh, So does she have a dense, like, German accent? Yeah. You should meet her. Oh, shit. Yeah, you should bring her on the pod. Bring her on the pod. Dang. (laughs) Er, uh, I love mature accents. We we just spilled this beer, so. Fantastic. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it was it was a memorable. We we were late to my baseball game at a baseball game that day. Uh, but doesn't matter at that point, right? No, we won the World Cup, and that was in Brazil. I can't remember. I remember destroying Brazil seven to one on, I believe it was my birthday or the day after my birthday or something like that. It was awesome. So if USA Germany in a World Cup final, who are you in for? <laughs> Germany, hundred uh, percent. I can't do it. I mean, I'd be all, I'd be happy that USA. Yeah, that'd mean nothing to you. My, I love my dad, <laughs> and I, I love being a U.S. citizen because the country is great. But uh, honestly, when it comes to soccer and things like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for Germany. If I were in the position, if I got an offer to play for either country, I would take Germany for sure, just because the history and I don't oh, know yeah. tradition. No, so no doubt, it would be cool to see. I hope sometime oh. in my. I'd like to see the U.S. back in the fucking World Cup at least. We didn't qualify for 2018, which was ridiculous because we lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, it's it's rough. Jurgen Klinsmann, I don't know if you saw him nor, uh, recently, but he was talking ish he, on the he state had, of U.S. soccer and, and the new coach, and it was pretty great. But, yeah, with all the athletes we have and how good we are in all other sports, like if you watch us in the Olympics, we're right. us and the only country that can really compete with us normally and most stuff is China. Right. Like, we always win the medal count. Like, why can we not be good at soccer? And I get that some of the young kids coming up, you know, it's it's not the... They don't have the... It's not the flashy sport, and it's not it's not what you're procured to be as a young athlete in today's society. And it's kind of sad, but at the same time, you think there'd be enough guys left over to, to freaking play some soccer and put the U.S. back in the conversation, at least. I think there's a, a very specific crowd that 
has her kids play soccer or at least invest the money and time into yeah, it does cost a lot advanced of money. soccer so yeah i just don't think it's as accessible as other sports in the united states but it has been growing uh and i do need the u.s to to qualify for the next world cup because we were put in a group that we could succeed but um just fucking sucked man i don't know what the hell was up while wow, Latrell's on break, did you just see Lillard from like fifty? Yeah, no, that was crazy. fucking bottoms. Oh my god! Supposedly, according to him, after the OKC shot last year, he practices that shit all the time. So, did you see? Dang, that and then vintage mellow. LeBron came back in like the last three days in the All Star game voting. Like, I can't believe Luca almost beat him out for All Star voting. Granted, you know it's a fan vote; it doesn't matter, you know what stats you're putting up. But like, that's incredible to me how this guy's just come up in two years and just been like. Hey man, I'm here and Yeah, I mean he's very LeBron esque. And then the Mavericks I think have the highest offensive rating in the league. They right should. Now. Fucking Porzingis. And, and then yeah, Donchich. if Porzingis gets going, then damn. Oh my god. Wow. They are raining threes from forty. This plus is the complete feet, opposite folks. of their start against the Clippers. Neither team could make anything for like the first two minutes. It was crazy on Tuesday. It was like the only NBA game after the MLK uh, after the MLK day. Mm-hmm. When I think there was like 16 games, wow. and then yesterday there was 12. That's a weird schedule break there. Oh my god! Yeah, that's maybe not quite 50, but 45. 45. He had 60. Was it yesterday or? Yeah, it would have been yesterday. Th- this is the team that worries me that in the Spurs drought. I think we can end up outlasting everybody else fighting for that eight spot, but. The Blazers have just been, they've been a four or five seed for so long in the West. Like, what is their problem? They pick up Whiteside and they still, like, I don't know how they're, how you pick up Whiteside and you're worse than you year. Oh, no, it was MLK. Years previously. They had 60 against the Warriors. That was crazy. Why you have Whiteside and Mello and didn't lose anybody except they Nurkic still isn't back which will help them I don't Calms know. out oh my Man. pop my pop filters by, by the way only been out for like two games that Nurkic injury if you oh. haven't seen that that was nasty wow. last year Lillard is heating up yeah. on the outside we've just done some commentary while you're gone oh that's fine NBA. so we're gonna that's jump fine. over to our uh top 10 athletes here so let's keep Woo. this kind of brief we are kind of over the hour already so we still have to preview the Super Bowl and shout out some social media. So if you want to start off with number yeah. 10, maybe just a little uh, synopsis. Of do you want me just to go down my list? Let's yeah, go for let's it. Do, yeah, let's do yeah. that because um, I think it'll take less time. So I don't really pay attention to too much soccer these days, but one soccer player that I have keened in on a little bit is Mohamed Salah. Um, he's pretty cool, A, because um, he's Middle Eastern. And you don't really see a whole lot of super awesome Middle Eastern players that are athletes at any sport, and I think soccer would lend itself to um, to that specifically. And then, I mean, he's been great, and Liverpool uh, with him on it has just been outstanding, especially this year. Straight wins. It's kind of cool just because uh, in I mean, Liverpool's been known as a, a great team over uh, the entirety of their existence in the Premier League, but not on the same level necessarily as Manchester United or Chelsea. Um, and so it's pretty cool for them to kind of take that league over with Quick him as their facts. main player. Uh, they have a huge lead at the top of the Premier League this year. They have yet to ever win the Premier League. Really? But they are six-time Champions then, League winners. Yeah, I was about to say they won UEFA last year. UEFA? Yeah. 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 Are we doing favorite athletes? Yes. 
Okay. You said Salah. I thought you said top ten athletes of all time. Okay. Top top. No. Well, you're. I was. Your top I was. Favorite. I was a little. Favorite. I was a little confused because I was like, wait, top ten athletes of all time and Salah. In my list. perspective, okay. I was like, all right. I mean, right. he's pretty good, man. In my perspective, this is going to be the top ten. Not my favorite per se, but the thing that like the game changers. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like best athletes, in my opinion. Wait. Wait. What? I'm so Didn't confused. You just say I have opposite? two lists. I have a favorite. Top okay. ten favorite. Yeah. And Do I that one. Okay. Okay. So as we're doing favorite we first, and then top ten time. second. We can rattle them off and maybe have a little argument, but we got to have top ten athletes of all time. Yeah. That blew up on all Facebook. Right. All right. All right. So favorite athletes at this point. Okay. I'm, and I'm we'll make now. this. We'll make this a lot better. And we're going. So yeah. Okay. I have Nolan Arenado at number nine. Uh, not a huge baseball guy, but I think, and I've never really liked like a single Royals guy for some reason, but I think Nolan Arenado doesn't get enough credit. He wins a lot of awards, but he always comes in in like third or fourth in the MVP voting, but never wins the big one. Um, and then he's stuck with the Rockies, even though they've been kind of crap since he's been there. But uh, I've always thought, I've always had a great respect for him. Kalen Lucas, I used to really like him back in the day for Michigan State. He was always a really solid player, and then I just really liked his style of play because I kind of wanted to emulate him as a point guard. Uh, Desmond Briscoe. Uh, was definitely my favorite college football player of all time. So much KU football. Uh, I love it. Number six, Keith Langford, favorite KU basketball player of all time. Uh, number five, uh, Reggie Bush. Uh, I said Desmond Briscoe was my favorite college football player of all time, but probably more KU. But Reggie Bush was definitely my favorite college overall player of all time. He was just insane. That game against Fresno State, I mean, I can just remember that so vividly um, when he made the cut across the field and then unfortunately he made the decision to try to uh to lateral it against texas in the national championship game but beyond that the dude is amazing and also made some decisions to make his team vacate the national title and him the Heisman yeah trophy. But, but that's I a mean, story for another day yeah but also even though they vacated it doesn't mean that it's it didn't happen um and you were there. It happened. You got. I mean, are you going to be saying that stuff when KU has all their shit vacated? Uh, Not going to so happen. So number Chief. four is Tiger. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. Number three is Mahomes. Uh, number two is Fetter. Mostly just because I think if Mahomes sticks around for a while longer, he could probably go up on this list. But for right now, Fetter is number two. I love the guy forever. Uh, He's just amazing. I think that the way that he carries himself, not only on the court, but also off, is pretty outstanding. And then, number one, if I didn't put him here, I feel like it would be a disservice to not only you guys, but also our listeners, LeBron. uh, I mean, the guy is just an outstanding citizen, um, great guy. (laughs) and uh, see Maine when he says that. (laughs) And obviously an amazing basketball player. We miss you, legendary Maine. Probably we'll 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 see when it comes to the top athletes of all time, but uh, he's definitely up there in terms of basketball players. So he better not be your number one. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, what's your list? I I have a very long list with honorable mentions, so I'll be quick. Number ten, Terrell Davis. He he would have been one of the best running backs of all time had he not blown his knee out. I mean, almost back to back two thousand yard seasons. Uh, MVP of the Super Bowl, uh, pretty much was the one who got John Elway over the top because once he came, the the Denver Broncos were just a, such a different football team and hard to guard. Number nine, so many KU players. It's the only KU player, uh, basketball player in my top ten. 
the one I picked, though, was Sharon Collins. Just because he had so many memorable games, and he just put the team on his back in clutch situations. Um, had the pass to Mario to win the championship. Yeah, he didn't hit the shot, but he was an integral part of that. Um, I just remember so many games against K-State, Oklahoma. He just would dribble down the court and pull up and just uh, slap huge threes that just willed KU to win. So it was pretty awesome. Number eight, Von Miller. Um, single-handedly pretty much won a Super Bowl 50 um, MVP of that Super Bowl. Number seven, thought about putting this guy a little higher on this list. Lately, he's been kind of eh to me just because of what he said um, to reporters and, and social media. But Chris Harris Jr. played for my favorite college, now plays for my favorite professional team. Um, he's been an all-pro. I think he's one of the most um, underrated uh, cornerbacks of all time, if not the most underrated cornerback of all time, has like a top five rating um, all time um, when it comes to cornerbacks. So uh, for him to come out of KU and do that's pretty incredible. Number six. Jeez, I don't have a number six. No, I do have a number six. It is uh, Todd Reesing. No, no, it's the Spurs' big three. I couldn't pick one of them. <laughs> nice. Tammy D, Parker, Ginobili. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Won five championships. Doesn't get much better than that. Number five, Trace McGrady. I mean, that guy, if he would have had any teammates ever, he probably would have won a championship. And I kind of feel stupid saying that because I'm always, you know, telling Grant, like, oh, LeBron's so bad in the finals. And I don't T-Mac might have made one final, maybe. Did he ever make a final? Do you know? No finals for T-Mac, but, man, it, one of the best players to never – if he did never make a finals, one of the best players to never make the finals. And I just – Grant said he emulated uh, Lucas. Uh, well, I don't know. Was he on the, the 2013 Spurs team? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so about he to was say, so, I mean, he we wasn't, like, playing. He was a minimal – yeah, role He was player. there. He was there. He did get some PT, but – yeah, I, I was thinking maybe the, he made one when he was with the Magic. Even if, I mean, like he's, probably bought, he's probably bought tickets to one before, right. I'm sure. Well, I was, was kind of thinking he made one with Orlando, <laughs> like kind of like Howard randomly made one um, and got beat down in the finals. But, yeah, like like Grant said, like if I would have been 6'7 or 6'9 white guy, I would have loved to have emulated my game after Trace McGrady. And then he developed a shot later in his career and was like unstoppable at times. Number four, had to go with another tie, uh, Tiger Woods and Gary Woodland. Like Grant said, that speaks for hey, itself. Hey, big up, Gary. I mean, Tiger Woods is probably the most, one of the most iconic athletes of all time. And then Gary Woodland being a local guy, went to the same high school, went to Washburn, went to KU, um, then got over the top with the U.S. Open Championship last year. Um, and then getting to go into the President's Cup even though he didn't have a great showing, uh, still loved watching him there and just awesome to watch the local guys uh, do something like that on a stage like that. Number two, and I think this is probably, spoiler alert, going to be Latrell's number one, could be wrong, is Peyton. Um, as much as I <laughs> am a Denver Broncos fan, when he was playing with the Colts, I mean, you can't help but root for the guy. And I meant to say this earlier, but if you guys – the two highest paid quarterbacks of all time are Eli and Peyton. They made 252 and 248 uh, million respectively. So I think the Mannings are doing okay. 
The end of an era, too. Yeah, yep, yep. Shout out Eli, retiring yesterday. But he has his press conference tomorrow morning. Yep. And uh, there's actually some prop bets on. There was one where whether or not he's going to cry. The yes yes was plus 150. So (laughs) jump on that if you feel pretty confident. Fucking hammer that. that. He's crying like a baby. And then uh, another one was who who is he going to mention first, Archie or Peyton? His father. Yeah, probably Archie for sure. Um, and then the other one was who he's going to think first. The owner uh, was number one. I uh, say the, the New York The fans Giants. was number two. New York as a state was number three. And then his family was fourth, which I was pretty surprised by. But I guess normally you say I want to think the owner, the fans, and then last like last but not least, my, fa- my family, like saving the best yeah. for last. But yeah, just some interesting, uh, athlete, you know, bets if you guys are looking for that. If I was an athlete giving my retirement speech, I would just look at like the the sports betting and be like, okay, you know, people are expecting totally me to ball say my this. Eyes out just tomorrow. kind of toying with them, right? But yeah, they pretty much write your speech for you. You know, I just thank your your friends, family, and whatnot. So. I heard someone the other night was talking about the greatest betting sweat that they ever had, and it was that Pink did the national anthem. I think it was in the Super Bowl, maybe for the Falcons versus the Patriots, but. He had some insider information. The over/under for her national anthem time was two minutes. So I guess this is a prop bet that you can bet on. And someone had information uh, and gave it to him that her time in her, uh, not her auditions, Rehearsal. but in some Rehearsal. of in her rehearsals was around one fifty three, one fifty two. So he took the under, and then he ended up getting it. But yeah, I can just imagine myself sitting there, just like one forty eight, one forty nine. Like stop singing that. Yeah, it's just, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but Peyton bringing the Broncos back to the promised land with Super Bowl Fifty, even though he went great in that year. But just getting to watch him there was incredible because he had fifty-five touchdowns, five thousand yards. The year we got popped in the Super Bowl, but the the fact that he was able to do that at such an old age and with the nerve damage he had is, was just pretty incredible. Um, and number one all time. Another Broncos quarterback, John Elway. Figured. Um, four Super Bowl appearances. Just gave his heart and soul to Denver. And he, I mean, as GM, uh, president of football operations, he's done okay. He's had some questionable decisions. Hasn't been able to get his quarterback until now, which we're about to be on the come up next year. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he, wanted, he had some great draft picks early and won us another Super Bowl as GM, so he's still still giving it up for the city. Um, and just real quick, I'll rattle off my honorable mentions. Uh, Rod Smith, greatest undrafted receiver of all time. Don't at me. Devontae Graham, Thomas Robinson, Keith Langford, Aaron Miles, Jeff Boshi, Big Poppy, Dustin Petroya, Mookie Betts, Reesing Briscoe, and Carrie Meyer. And I'll also have to throw Mr. Novak Djokovic in there. And he's going to be the greatest tennis player oh, of all time when it's all said and done, barring what Grant says about his boy Federer. Latrell? Number 10, Kobe Bryant. That's a good one. Everybody knows about Braun Kobe better Bryant. be higher. The Mamba. Number 9, Robert Lewandowski. Ridiculous how many goals he scored. Still ridiculous. Number eight, Bo Jackson. <coughs> I really don't have a lot of explanation. I just have names. Number seven, Pele. Number six, Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Number five, Lionel Messi. Number four, Reggie Miller. Number three, LeBron James. A favorite? LeBron I didn't even James. know you liked LeBron James. It's not my favorite. It's kind of like a favorite. Him. It's kind of a favorite slash. So you have a combo list. I have a combo list. Okay. Number two, Michael Jordan. Okay. You like whoever you want on the trail. And number one, Peyton Manning, of course. But yeah, that's it. I didn't really prepare another one. Okay. It was a combo list. It was like, I, I took, it's a biased best athletes of all time list. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, sense. mine's pretty objective, but we'll see what Aaron's is like. Uh, this so was mine, tough. Grant and Grant and I, or Grant texted before the pod and was like, dude, this is like impossible. It was freaking hard. Like, the 10 best. This, well, yeah, this I just, just had to make sure that yeah, that's what you meant. List. Yeah, unbiased best athletes. This was fucking let's, hard let's, as hell. Let's rattle them off and compare. And yeah. We'll All right. Do it. So I have Nolan Ryan at number 10, Mike Trout at number 9, Djokovic at number 8, Barry Sanders at number 7, Jerry Rice at number 6, Federer at number 5, Jordan at number 4, Gretzky at number 3, Tiger Woods at number 2, and LeBron at number 1. Oof, okay. Where was Michael Jordan? Number four, number right? four. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron was at number one. <laughs> LeBron's number one. Get the fuck out of here. Unbiased statistics would. Un- uh, yeah, I was just going off of the stats. It's a Grant Waters unbiased. Uh, okay, I'll start Atlanta. with my honorable mentions. Then, since we're go ahead. Yeah, right them off. Uh, honorable mentions: Ronaldo, Messi, Pele, Serena, mm-hmm. Federer, Sampras, Novak, Wilt. Okay. okay. Number ten, I have a combo of. A couple Sanders here, Dion and Barry. Amazing. Number nine, Babe Ruth. Number eight, another combo, Calvin Johnson, Jerry Rice. I think they were the two best ever. Had an, not an argument, but just some information for Mr. Ragsdale on the uh, Facebook page. Calvin Johnson, four three five forty six six, and hands like Shaq. I mean, fuck it. You want to talk about an athlete? That guy could play the swing in the NBA. Throw it, throw, throw it, it to up. him anytime. Throw it up. Number seven, another combo because this list is so hard. Two boxers, Ollie and Tyson. Okay. Two different eras and dominated. Number six, LBJ. Number five, most decorated Olympian of all time, Michael Phelps. Number four, fastest man on earth, Usain Bolt. Number three, Tiger Woods. Number two, Bo Jackson. Number one, the iconic Michael Jordan. I like it. I really do. Wait, you were just going based off of like athletic skill. Yeah. Because how is uh, Bo Jackson number two? I mean, what? He should have been number one? No. What? The dude barely did anything. The dude he, was a he was, two-sport athlete. Yeah, but in terms of what he actually did, like in terms of his total amount of yards that he gained, I mean, you're really going to put him above Barry Sanders? That was in in one, terms of what he that accomplished? That was in one sport. He only survived like five years dude, in each. Dude, there's no fucking way. Yeah, because his hip came out of place. But Okay, but that doesn't mean that you put him above more deserving candidates. Okay, Grant. There's no way that Barry Sanders is running for 1,000 yards in the season and then throwing the ball from the fucking outfield warning track to home on a fucking line. He did line some and awesome things, but in terms of there's the no totality way. of his output, you put him above Barry Sanders. He was a fucking three-sport athlete at Auburn, dude. <laughs> dude you want to <laughs> argue with that? That's me? ridiculous. He was yes. A, yes. He was the best he, track Barry player. Sanders had 13 seasons over... For a thousand yards, dude. When you're the best track guy, when you're the best track guy at Auburn, you're the best running back at Auburn, and you're the best baseball player at Auburn. And then you go to the pros and play two sports that have games that are overlapping at the same time. 
that makes you a better athlete than a one sport athlete. Okay, so yeah, so you're going based on not skill set necessarily or output at no, that just sport. Pure you're just going athlete. just athleticism. There's okay. other there's other things in there too, obviously. I mean, I just like I understand. I I think this is just hitting a pet peeve for me because Bo Jackson's great and all, but when you really get down to what he did. Like, he was a pro bowler stats, one year, and he okay. was an all-star one year. Okay. But in terms of what he actually did in those sports, he, he only got up to, like, 800 yards rushing one year right. in the NFL. Well, and that was his best year. And obviously, obviously, it's, obviously it's subjective. And, like, his career batting average for the Royals was, like, 250. Man, so awesome. I don't know. The dude just kind of irks me because he is great. People really liked him because of he could do some amazing things. But in terms of his actual output, he didn't really do much at all. Right. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that clears it up that you're going based off of athleticism because, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense with Calvin Johnson, too. Well, I, I just think, well, and the metrics for Calvin Johnson are just freaking insane. Like, Dallas just put up 45 in the first. Donjic, I don't think he missed a shot. Maybe missed one. And to be fair, Grant, I will say I, maybe Michael Jordan, and it's not all i guess you're saying it's all just based on oh what kind of athlete they are no because michael phelps obviously you put him on a freaking basketball court or football field he's going to get destroyed but it's some accomplishment everything pretty much when you're talking about the best athlete of all time to me everything has an equal weight you know what did they do outside of the game like what kind of like for jordan he was the he's the number one icon of all time in the sports world to me, to me. I mean, maybe you could throw in there yeah. or Tom Brady or somebody Tiger. like that. And, and quarterbacks obviously to me aren't that athletic. So because they're so low on that scale, that's why nobody, none of them made my list. I guess I kind of based my list off of people who did things in sports that no one else might be able to do again. Like Jerry Rice. I you picked him. Michael Phelps on there. Yeah, no, that's you fair. Did? I mean, I don't. I guess I don't hold swimming that high in regard in terms of sports. He's still the most decorated of Olympian of all time, man. I mean, and I mean, he probably he, he probably could have gone in where I didn't really think about Olympic athletes to be honest. That's but fair. I would still say that my list is more representation of best athletes of all time. I don't think so. Though. Not when you're talking about anyways. Uh, track and field is like, athletic, man. Jerry Rice, for example, no one's ever going to get to his yardage output overall. Right. No one's ever going to beat most of Wayne Gretzky's records. I mean, the dude averaged like 200 points a year, which is just Wayne crazy. is a good pick, but I mean, then again, you're, you're it's like it's hockey. I mean, you want to you you want to compare hockey to swimming? I did. I would say you'd have to be about the same amount of athletic. But I do agree with you in the fact that accomplishments definitely should hold a weight in there. So when you said, "Oh, you're just talking about like athlete, just pure athlete," I didn't only base it off that. Yeah. Bo made my list because he was he's the best athlete on the list overall, I would say. But there's other things that factor factor in the best athlete of all time. Yeah. Accomplishments, um, what kind of – like Jordan built his own brand. I mean, I feel like that escalates him on top of what his accomplishments were. Besides yeah, I guess – I don't know. I had a little bit of tunnel vision because I was mainly just focusing on the primary American sports. Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't, well, I didn't even really think about well, Gretzky's, Phelps or Gretzky's Usain. a good pick. He should have at least been in my honorable mentions. I'll give you that. Um, but and then I mean, Mike Trout was really just there because yeah. I think his just consistency. Even though he has he's been in the league what ten years, but he's been like in the top five of MVP voting every year. And then Nolan Ryan, I've always felt like he he never won a Cy Young. 
That's insane to me. That he, is insane. He has the most strikeouts most of all time. Outs. The most no-hitters of all time. Most, yeah. And then somehow the dude doesn't have a Cy Young. That yeah. makes no sense. But uh, So that was more just a F you to the man, I guess, for not giving him the respect that he deserved. But everyone else yeah. on that list, yeah. I feel like, I mean, all of it can be argued. I'd probably j- drop Djokovic off there and insert Bolt or Phelps if, if I were to go back and do it again. And Did you have Federer on that list? Yeah, number five. And where was Joker? Number eight? Yeah. Okay. That's he could fair. probably be moved off, That's though. respect. I mean, I, I the one thing Grant and I do agree on in tennis, and I know we don't talk about tennis a whole lot on the show, is Nadal is definitely not up there with those guys just because he's really only, almost exclusively only done it on clay. So that kind of dampers his legacy. greatness factor yeah. and his legacy. But obviously he's still great and a good dude. He's kind of weird he's kind of ocd out there on the court it's weird he's picking, picking, at his, picking ass, his butt yeah. yeah but uh they're all uh, honestly I can't say that i've never picked mine we're so, in a yeah. great era of tennis and when those guys are all gone it's gonna suck because i haven't really seen i mean there's some other younger guys team uh, is okay zverev i mean yeah, yeah zverev's pretty good uh shitty penis Sitsi Pass is pretty good. Swatsman. Um, Swatsman. Right. Yeah, he's Shitty all right. penis. Yeah. Um, he's only like 20. He's really freaking young. And then yeah. Dimitrov has always been a... Right. Pretty sure he lost the other day. He's a disappointment every year. I'm ready for some Americans to step up. Jack Sock. I mean, he, he freaking crumbled. Yeah. When he first came up, he looked like he was promising. Like, uh-huh. dude, and Isner is the best guy we've had in the last 10 years. And yeah. he's Well, like, a couple Americans won against seated opponents over the last couple of days. Uh, something Paul is the one who beat Dimitrov. And then... Uh, Tommy Sangren beat uh, crap. Can't remember who he Antonio beat, but he beat Brown a seated player. Just turned himself in to the police. Uh, oh, damn, it's about time. About time. He, that yeah, probably should have happened like two Lock years him ago. Up. But yeah, Antonio Brown. Okay, real quick, we're gonna do the drinks list, and we'll get into some other things before we go. It's been fun. I've enjoyed going over these lists, and Not we haven't got sure to argue too it. much because it's taking up a lot of time. But right, no, just to see what the Facebook. Oh, I wanted to, before we get into drinks, real quick. I wanted to go to the Facebook page for best athlete of all time, which I don't know why I'm having such trouble finding this. Before we say, oh, here we go. Best athlete of all time. The funniest. Yeah, the funniest. the funniest? That was Maine. The go, funniest go athlete of all you can time? the funniest. Funniest. Shout out to myself. I think Marshawn Lynch is up there. Yeah. Taking care of y'all chicken. I agree. Um, Lance Stevenson. Ralph. It's a good I, one, I especially on the the fact that he uh, is funny on the court is impressive because like a lot of these guys you're thinking you know off the court stuff, but Lance Steven is a com- comedian on the court. Jimmy Butler, Skylar Crossman, I don't know, I didn't really think Jimmy Butler He's had all that much of a personality. Of a I didn't comment I anything, know. but Russell Westbrook's been pretty hilarious in post game interviews. Uh, he's such a dick. Yeah, though. but in post game interviews though, it's just like his reaction to things. My man Bill Franks says Pat McAfee, which I mean you can't really he, argue that. No, he can't. Especially current day. Talk about a douche. Talk about a douche. (laughs) DeAndre DeAndre Jordan, Austin Ferguson, Steve Ragsdale says Kawhi Leonard. Uh, (laughs) Or just people. (laughs) Was that your attempt? Was that your attempt at his laugh, or what was that? Maybe. Steven Gonzalez says Michael Sam. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Mervin says Clinton Portis. Robert Scott says Adrian Beltre. Elvis Andrews, the duo. I do like their. Casey nice. said Shaq, I think. 
Jack's pretty good. I mean, Barkley is Let's awesome. Go ahead and that see set's just amazing. Opinion of the best athlete of all time, Steve Ragsdale, LeBron, friend of the show, LeBron. Shout out to Steve. Uh, Robert says Bo Jackson. Laris says Kenny Stabler, Marcus Allen. Casey says Bo Jackson as well. Jordan Bo Jackson. Dalton Akers. He gets Bo his Jackson. dick sucked so much. Derek, Derek uh, Thomas. J, yeah, J.R. Van Meter. Uh, Nicole Teresa says Jerry Rice. Anthony Perez, Deion Sanders, and William Hutcherson says Serena Williams. Respectable. I think pretty much all of those. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a, he's a guy that's all about accomplishments. And if you're talking about accomplishments, yeah, Serena Williams is definitely up there. And we I think forgotten about, for sure. We also asked, what would you like to see in our 10th episode of Craft Brew Quarterbacks? Mervin says Aaron Main butt chugging the rest of the vodka. He is not here. <laughs> There's no Dude has to he's off doing that. Sometime. Yeah, he's got a. He gotta missed the episode because he butt chugged a beer and way to go. Uh, happy to say that our fans have picked correctly on both polls for the championship games. We had 83% voting for the Chiefs and 70% voting for the 49ers, so the majority picked. Uh, worst QB your favorite team has ever had? I had to say Brian Hoyer and Curtis How Payton. the hell does Casey come up with Trent Green? Dude, he's an idiot. He's trolling, right? I he has to be. You'd think so, but it is Casey. He just doesn't Keaton like him. said Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you had Matt Castle on that team for a while. Matt Castle was solid for them, though. He did really good in the year. Brady uh, was out. Forrest Boljack says Tyler Thigpen slash Matt Castle, which I think is legit. Uh, Justice Valdivia and Josh Freeman, Tampa Bay. And then Craft Brew quarterbacks right back was garbage. Plus, he went to KSU. Gross. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that was. Steve Brand. Ragsdale said Brody Croyle. I get that. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Hinman said Sam Bradford. He's commenting on Oklahoma, I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. Sam Bradford. Man, he could have been good, but no. Well, Marcus Russell Bill says that, and Charlie Frylara says so. And... AJ, my former manager, AJ Brins, said Elvis Gerbach for the Chiefs, which that's a pretty solid one. I didn't think Tyler Thigpen was all that bad. Brody Croyle, I agree with. But Brody Croyle was Shouldn't, like, ass. Todd Blackledge what do you be think? up there? What do you think? For worst quarterback for Chiefs, of all time? Yeah. Probably, yeah, Todd Blackledge. Didn't we? He was our last first-round pick before Mahomes. Yeah. He did nothing. Nothing. He never so made anything. He just pops into my head just because we picked him in the first round. Yeah. You never do that with quarterbacks. For so. us, I'm sorry. Who the hell was the quarterback that year that the Chiefs did not so throw a single touch uh, touchdown to a wide receiver? That was uh, Alex Smith, bro. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I think he ran Alex for Smith. a bunch and threw dump downs to Charles and Do you, do you remember, though? Like He finally did throw one, I believe, but it was super late. Super like, late last two weeks, it was crazy. Fucking Dwayne Bowe is a joke. Oh, Dwayne Bowe ended up being <laughs> garbage. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of some football here, we've got Super Bowl 54, kind of a unique situation. We've got the Chiefs playing the 49ers here on February 2nd in Miami uh, for the Lombardi Trophy. It's the first time in 50 years that the Chiefs have been, and the Niners are a pretty good team. When it comes to Super Bowls, they've won quite a bit. Joe Montana played That's for both teams. why you should root for the Chiefs. Joe Montana played for both teams, so he did guarantee that one of his for teams the overall legacy of the Broncos, it just makes sense. Because if you want to be considered the greatest team of all time, then you need some of these other teams to slow down with winning Super Bowls. Okay, uh, let's look at so it. You're doing yourself a favor. Oh, so the Patriots aren't one of the best franchises of all time because their division was shit. I think... What? Yeah, uh, hold no. on, I agree with that. Oh, okay. I, I don't agree with that because I think regardless of division, the Patriots still would have won Super Bowls. But the great... Not as many. The late, great Pat Bowman said... No 
Denver Broncos fan should ever wish any other team in the AFC West Super Bowl success. Yeah, and I was really confused I, about your ominous Mr. B post. I had no idea who Mr. B was. The longtime owner of the Denver Broncos, Hall of Famer, by the way, and won three so Super Bowl So he was Bowl just titles? referred to as Mr. B? Uh, yeah, Pat Bowen <laughs> was his name, but yeah, Mr. B is how they referred to him. He's dead. Yes, he like, died. Okay. I thought he had a bit really bad al- uh, Alzheimer's. And gotcha. He died last year. Yeah, I remember he was there at Super Bowl 50, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was still there at Super Bowl 50. And the, that's why Elway got up there. Because Mr. Uh, Pat Bowen was the one who was like, this one's for John. So Elway got up there in Super Bowl 50 and said, this one's for Pat. But, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't too familiar with the ownership. I was familiar with Elway, but not Bowen as much. I mean, um, I mean honestly, Grant, and, and I said this to somebody today, if it was another AFC team that wasn't in our division, I might be able to pull for them. But I feel like I wouldn't even care as much. I just want to see a good game if it wasn't the Chiefs. So if it was just because they're rivals. So if it was the, if it was the Titans and the Niners, I'd just want to see a good game. But because it's the Chiefs, yeah, I'm going to root for the NFC because I don't want the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. I also don't understand how you can support your friends and family yet not root for the Chiefs. Because you're rooting for your – but your your friends and family are rooting for the Chiefs. Because it, the Super Bowl and going to the Super Bowl is an experience. And the excitement, the elation, the feel-good moments you get from your team going to the Super Bowl, you guys have waited – some of your fans that have been alive for that long have waited 800 games to get to this moment. Like, you guys do deserve that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to pull for the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't know how that's hard. so hard to understand. It's super it's, hard. Okay. And happy, also, your Facebook post was super Let's douchey. See, okay. well, I'm sorry. I, I get I'm sorry. It. I get it. It's a rival. It's a rival. If I'm a Jets fan and I see the Pats in another fucking Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm not cheering for the Pats. Any, no one in America is cheering for okay, the Pats. That's I a get bad where example, he's coming from. Because nobody's rooting for them. Just okay, any what rival. I'm, what I'm saying, any rival. Yeah. KU's playing somebody. I'd probably root for KU, but that's different because it's like a state thing. It's like success. Um, you just want, you know, like I'm always pulling for Big 12 in that situation, but I that's get it saying. when it comes yeah, to football. Yeah, you root for a Big 12 thing. game. It's just rivalry. Like I, I was pulling if you, for the Royals. I was if you pulling for the Royals. They're I, not a division I was, was kind of rooting for the Broncos just because Peyton Manning. You don't because like, of Peyton Manning. You don't like Mahomes? Take Peyton Manning off he's, that team. He's you a good guy. You root for the Denver Broncos? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. No. You're not. Yeah, pro- probably. Dude, 80% yeah. of America. No, whatever. Are you're Panthers. just saying that. Okay, what I'm saying. I support y'all, man. I'm happy for y'all but to, you're not, to get that. You're moment. not supporting us. I don't feel supported. That, that's I feel very, fine. I feel very unsupported. You're barely family, anyways. If you... <laughs> okay, that's, a, that's <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that wasn't right. That wasn't um, right. But I, I, I feel happy for you guys because the, the moment is great. Knowing that you're going to the Super Bowl to play in the biggest game, like, I don't I don't know why actually the Super Bowls were so low on my memorable sports moments list because there was nothing better. I mean the way the KU National Championship game turned out because of the shot in that moment, maybe that's what put it over the top. But going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl and seeing it three times in my life is there There's nothing else. There's almost to nothing Two of the times when you were like better six. than that. Besides my child being born. And the, and the KU Honestly, shot fuck the Paxton. But above that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But Love you, buddy. No. That, there's, there's nothing more emotional than it. And I hope you guys don't get the pleasure of winning it and feeling how that feels. Um, oh, yeah. But I am happy that I'm, back I'm happy again. that y'all actually at least finally get to see one. You've never seen one in your lifetime. 
My and I've seen a Super Bowl. Grandma was probably ten years old when they won the first one. Jesus, I think I'm making her younger than she is. But uh, yeah. my God, I, I'm happy for y'all. And if that offends you, I'm very sorry. I mean, it doesn't I, offend me that you're happy for us. It, it just doesn't like make 20, any sense. Do you guys sense. remember how fun 2015 was when the Royals were in the World Series? Yeah. Do you remember that? Amplify that by about 50. That's why you're happy. You're happy for the local sports crowd. I'm happy for crowd. the yeah. local sports crowd because I have never been in... It's nothing that we've ever experienced in our life where the local team is playing in the biggest sporting event Besides the World Cup on planet Earth, you take notes or the Kansas Jayhawks. You taking notes? He's the, he's not a division rival fan. I'm not a division rival. Gosh. I don't like the Chiefs. I never have. I don't like them. I'm not. I don't hate on them. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. I love watching the Kansas City Chiefs just tear it up on offense and all that good stuff. And I love this playoff run that they've had. And this this playoffs has been. Unlike any other where the Patriots had an early exit, uh, I really didn't have a party or say in the playoffs. So it's it's been fun to kind of just relax and watch other teams kind of take the, the the front foot. And I, I think that Kansas City um, is just super excited. And I love the city as a whole. I love sports around here. I think people are passionate about their sports in the Midwest. And I think it's just Come on, Kings. Come to Kansas City. That Kansas City, you know, it's it's great that we get to experience this and kind of see how excited people get. And I just like the atmosphere. Niners playing the first round? I think. Vikings. Vikings, yeah. Because I saw someone the other day say that. For the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about doing something like that, too. I'm sure that there's some kind of watch party at Arrowhead or maybe people are just going to bars, but. It'd be fun. Um, Kansas City would be a fun time. Yeah, no, for sure. It's going to go Sunday crazy. Red. I ain't wearing my Chiefs red. Oh, you're coming with us? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, stay at home. Hey, Jordan, don't want I you go? there. But uh, only, only <laughs> you're if you're calling your, and he's dressed appropriately. Calling your baby mama out on the... Uh, it'll be my Tiger, Tiger Sunday red, don't worry. Actually, it could be my Niners red if they end up winning. You never know. Ooh. Oh, my God. Uh, well, that's that's Super Bowl Fifty Four. It's coming up on Sunday, February. 7th. Yeah, someone was saying online that we didn't play crap going to the Super Bowl. Which I mean, I guess the Texans and the Titans aren't the best teams in the world, but neither are no, the Vikings and the Packers. No, didn't play crap. I guarantee everyone who I mean the Packers had were Patriots fans. Packers had an okay record, but overall as a team, no. they never seemed to be that strong no. at all. It, the, wh- so I don't think either team had that difficult of a road. Uh, Rodgers just didn't have the weapons and. The, that Niners defense, that D line is ferocious. And oh God! Honestly, we, we can have some trouble. We can get into some more preview next week. I know we're kind of getting man mellow, looking like old school mellow there. I was about to say I, we're not going to pick. I think you, no, this pod, no, right? we'll, okay. we'll wait for Maine to pick. But uh, honestly, I see it playing out a lot like we can do Pro Bowl picks. I'll take the AFC. Jeez, honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's, there's not even AFC NFC anymore, is there? They yeah, it is. Don't they draft? It's, no, it's AFC NFC. I'll take the AFC. Uh, pretty sure they draft. They draft. I looked on ESPN. Unless maybe they changed it back because yeah. the drafting didn't the work or something. Yeah, because Dion and Jerry were the yeah. coaches and they yeah. drafted. Let's see. They, um, they've um, done. They've messed up so much shit with the Pro Bowl. Like the f- people going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they're two of the best teams with the most stars. Like yeah, why are NFC they not playing? versus AFC? Yeah, uh, we've got four Colts there as well. That's fair. A Quentin Nelson. We only got two, and only and one was a sub. And Justin Simmons was like Darius Leonard, the highest rated corner in the league, and didn't make or highest rated safety in the league, and didn't make it. Jack That's Doyle, stupid, as an alternate for Travis Kelsey. Oh, he's Jack Doyle's a stud though. And Ryan Kelly, 
So we've got we've got four offensive players or three offensive players, and then we have Darius Leonard, the maniac. So yeah, I I, I think it's bogus that they changed the Pro Bowl to that. I mean, there's plenty of time between the Super Bowl and the draft for the Super Bowl players to go play in it. But they were upset because the a lot of the Super Bowl players, after they won or lost the Super Bowl, just took too much out of them. They didn't want to go play in it. So I guess whatever that's on the they NFL are playing in it regardless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean they. I mean Brewski tweeted out today, kind of trolling, was like, oh, when the when the Pro Bowl was played after the Super Bowl and all the Patriots players they got picked were there. So. But, yeah, honestly, I see it playing out a lot like the last couple of games. I think the Niners jump out to an early lead, and then uh, Reed and Biennemi and Mahomes just kind of figure it out. And that's all it really took against the Titans. But um, definitely another step up uh, defensively for the Chiefs opponent uh, this Chiefs week. are favored by one. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a great game, and I want it to be a close game. And I just want the Niners to crush the little Chief hearts in the end. I think this is honestly going to be one of the highest-rated Super Bowls of all time. It should be. The best offense, Mahomes, I uh, was reading today, is like the highest-rated uh, quarterback ever in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. He has, According I to think, KCTV, 10 touchdowns and no yeah, picks. They were like the worst, crazy. the worst that could come of Mahomes' first two seasons as a full-time quarterback is he finished with five – 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and lost in the AFC Championship, and then he was the highest-rated ever quarterback in the playoffs and loses in the Super Bowl. Like That's pretty incredible, and that's why I'm really hoping Drew Locke works out yeah, even Drew better the next Pat than I think. Thank God. I never even said that. Basically. I didn't say that. Anyway, yeah, we'll I, think I think it's going to be a good game, but I don't know. I'm a little concerned just okay. because Mahomes has had his worst games against the Chargers. Uh Predominantly just the Chargers twice. And then I think he had another just touchdown interception game against someone else. But it's usually against good defensive lines yeah. where he struggles. And and Nick Bosa today was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna pick Joey's brain. He's like he plays him twice a year, he knows a lot about him. He's I mean, we beat Joey's ass all the time, but yeah. I mean they still Not yeah, really. disrupt Mahomes. Yeah. So no that that D line when I talked about it last week is incredible. I forgot about Solomon Thomas last week. Like and then they got a couple of guys that come in to get breathers that are freaking studs too. So um, it'll be interesting to see, though. Um, they're definitely going to have to generate pressure because I don't think on the back end they have the names that Tennessee has even. Um, Tart and Sherman are both pretty solid, but um, as far as guarding the speed on the outside of Kansas City, it's going to be hard. Uh, I think they can kind of bottle up Kelsey uh, with yeah, how they're I was about built. To say, who do you put on Kelsey? I think maybe Sherman. Well, I don't know. Because he has good size. I think they'll probably put a safety on him, and, and they got linebackers that can really move. Um, so I think they'll try that uh, underneath and over the top with a safety on Kelsey. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the speed. Um, Sherman might not be a bad thing just because I don't think he can keep up with uh, Mecole or Hill unless you want to try to double a couple guys and then just go one-on-one. But they play a lot of a lot of man. Um and Tennessee tried, you know, disguising some uh, man and actually playing zone, which worked for a while. But then once Reed and Mahomes figured it out, it was pretty much all over from there. It wasn't as uh, bad as the Texans game, but it was 10-0, and, you know, they were in a hole, and Henry's on the other side. And you got to give credit to the Chiefs' defense again. I mean, yeah, I mean, we got to figure out the play action a little bit sooner because that was just man. dreadful yeah. for the first part of the game with Tannehill. So. And the Niners are only going to be better at that. Right. And Garoppolo's getting fueled because everybody's like, oh, 
this guy's basically got carried to a Super Bowl by his defense in the run game, and he's like, kind of did, but I mean, he's still capable of making plays in big moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean that third. I remember that third and sixteen against the Rams earlier this year when they were still playing for something like the top two seeds in the NFC. And third and sixteen, he finds Manuel Sanders in the seam on a huge play action play, and George Kittle is just a. I mean, him and him and Kelsey are one A, one B. I mean, neither one of those. I would I would take either one of those guys on my team. Any day, uh, I might give Kelsey the slight edge just because Kittle's I mean, a monster. I mean, quoting Beastie Boys on the freaking AFC Championship stage, I, like fucking that—that that was the most respectable thing a Chiefs player has done in my whole lifetime. It was awesome, almost makes you want to root for him. No, honestly, <laughs> honestly, Kittle's a freaking beast and blocks like a monster. I know we you saw that video of Shanahan uh, letting the ref know. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That was awesome. He About was like holding call. He's gonna go in and break out, and he he's not gonna let him get out. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. And I know that 49ers team; they've been dominating all year. They've had they've had their slip ups. So and so of the Chiefs. I mean, it's gonna be a good game altogether. But uh, if you think that either team's gonna come out not prepared for this battle, then you're you're wrong because. They both have their strong suits. I think the 49ers are – they've got the edge in the defense, Chiefs with the edge in the offense. So, I mean, that's how it's kind of been with the stories of the Super Bowl. You have a defense that's better than uh, one and then an offense that's better than the other. And I don't know. We'll Most see who prevails. But I think uh, – I mean, we're going to we're gonna be picking next week. We're not going to reveal our Super Bowl picks. But I'm excited to see what happens in Super Bowl 54. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Kyle Shanahan, great football mind. Got to grow up under Mike who – took Denver to two Super Bowls, won two Super Bowls. And I guess, would you be more upset if I was like, fuck the Chiefs, I'm rooting for the 49ers because Shanahan, he... No, I was up. actually going to say something about that. That would make me feel better. And then John, That would make more sense And then John me. Lynch, well... You have like an actual connection. You're not just doing it because you hate on the Chiefs. I mean, that would be my connection, but I feel like it's more important to support my friends and family, even though I don't support what they believe in. Whatever that and means. And say I'm rooting for the 49ers. But, yeah. but well, John Lynch also is the GM, so also former Denver Bronco. Really? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the 49ers Manuel definitely Sanders have. rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, I think the 49ers definitely have the better overall team, um, but the Chiefs are just so explosive and have probably the best player in the game. But, yeah, Shanahan's – that's part of the – I mean, Reed's amazing after a bye week, but Shanahan, like you said, is an he's amazing coach as well. Man. And he's probably not going to make the same mistakes that he made in the last Super Bowl he was in. So he's going to probably view this as his opportunity to uh, not exactly seek revenge, but – have some form of uh, recovery from that and, second half. And honestly, that could happen. Like, But, I mean, I don't know if you really put that on him. He's the OC. He's not giving up all those points in the second half. But, yeah. Well, I think it was because he ran the ball too much. I don't know. People right. hate on him a lot for a second half play calling in that game. I think game. we're going to see something like that, though. And, you know, this year, who could blame the guy after he just had a running back go for 212 yards? I mean, the Packers' defense is no freaking slouch, so... It it's gonna be like Latrell said. It's gonna be very interesting, and I'm excited to see it. And I don't know, maybe I'll get myself a, like a Niners cap or something. Hey, there you go. I just <laughs> yeah, they they should be discounted after they lose. I just well, I just hope before the game. I just hope that we uh, enjoy the game and you know have a good time and 
I don't know. I'm a, I'm excited to see the local team in there. So are we doing Terry of the Week this we week? Are. We are. I was are. just about to get to that. To Who is your Terry nomination? Hold on, of the week? hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, because I think there might be some nominations, we got to real quick get Grant's thoughts and if you want to chime in, because I actually didn't even talk to Grant about the Sunflower Throwdown, but I uh, mean it's just such a huge local thing, and it's gonna blow over by next week or whatever, but. I mean, I is. thought the punishments were honestly a little lax. I felt like they should have been more really? imposing. Yeah, what, you just because games for Sylvia, right? Twelve. 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 So I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a slap on the wrist because the I, I feel like he probably should have been out for the year just to make a statement. But maybe that's just a, a knee jerk reaction because it just happened. But it just seems like he's still able to come back in the Big Twelve finale, and we'll still have him for the tournament. and Everything. Uh, it would be a real punishment to make him come back next year when who knows what's going to happen with the basketball program next year. Um, and then I felt like McCormick probably should have gotten a few more games because he was over there like stomping on the guy. He actually wasn't. There's actually another um, uh, view from the further down the baseline, like almost in the corner, and his feet were actually tangled up and like the madness. Uh, and he was just trying to get shit trying off to get of his him. Feet out. But yeah, it, obviously when you see it from the angle that we did, or even the back angle. When, yeah. Um, yeah. You, it was like, wow. McCormick's like going ham on somebody's face right now. I don't know. I feel like the Jordan love dude should have gotten as much time as Silvio. I don't understand why he only got yeah. eight. Dude, just, the, the I mean, stool is just a bat. Just an yeah, image. that's even fair. He didn't swing it. He ended up dropping it himself, which we've seen. And I don't know how he even would have gotten to the K state guy. Cause by that point, KU guys were like, on top of him, so he would have had to go, swing through the KU the dudes. Bill I don't Self know. was in there, like you know, with his yeah, dad, acting strength, like he was like trying to stop there. it when he was probably the one who incited it. Whatever, you know what uh, really incited it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the K State guy doing what he did was obviously BS, but I also think that Silvio wasn't completely at fault, just because it's hard to tell who really threw the first punch. Are you, are you talking about the stealing of the ball or the guy that jumped off the bench? Stealing of the ball. It. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I mean, you really can't tell who threw the first punch uh, because it just kind of goes from Silvio standing over the guy and then some pushing and shoving, and then all of a sudden him and Jordan Love get into it. And yet, for some reason, Silvio's like the ultimate villain in all of this. All because of uh, that stool, man. All because of that image. Yeah. Even though he dropped it. Like, even though he pro- he maybe would have swung at something, maybe it would have been another Miles Garrett situation. And then I think, yeah, the year-long suspension is probably the way to go there but i i thought even 12 was a little hefty i don't know maybe it's just because after uh it happened a lot of people are saying that he should be banned from the sport in general i didn't realize he was only a junior i thought he might have been a senior but um not a great look for ku athletics not that we're we have the highest reputation these days anyway uh thanks bill self talk about lack of institutional control Snoop. Um, yeah, and then Snoop, too. There the was strippers. a bunch of jokes on Twitter about that. Like, the you thought the wildest thing that you were yeah. going to see at Allen Fieldhouse this year was going to be uh, Snoop bringing stripper out. poles. <laughs> it was be- they were just trying to put it on a better fight than McGregor and Cowboy, man. But, I mean, in terms of the game, though, uh, KU looked really good. Christian so that Brown, was good to baby. see. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bill Self hasn't gone to him yet. He, he's going to get that oh shit fixed real quick, though. I mean, do you remember <laughs> Quentin Grimes when he had a 24-point game against Michigan the State? The first game. And all the way downhill from there. Dude, Quentin Grimes was slow, didn't play defense. That was a but, whole uh, yeah, scenario. no, I mean, th- it's pretty cool to see Brown do well, especially since he's a, a hometown, mm-hmm. or kind of a hometown favorite. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're trending in the right direction. I just hope that we can bring it in more important games against ranked opponents, which we did beat West Virginia, but other than that, State stomp I mean, West we've Virginia. only really uh, played Baylor, but I, I hope that we can at least make the next game at Baylor more competitive. Yeah, Dawson stays healthy. That'll help. I, I know he played for some of that game. We're still down, but... Okay, my thoughts on the throwdown. I think Bruce... Okay, first off, this has been building for a while now. You had Brandon Green throw it down in the final seconds at K-State, which pissed them off. Uh, you had Jada last year throw the windmill down when they had it in hand against KU. Um, so I think this actually does go back away, and it, it kind of speaks, even though it's, to me, it's not... It, it is a rivalry because it's an in-state game. Um, but if you look at the overall games played and how many games K-State's won, I mean, we're 104 games up. So if you want to call it a rivalry, call it that because it's in-state. But it's really not. Um, but I think it all started with Bruce Weber with his starters, most of his starters, pressing our walk-ons when we're up like 27 points uh, in the last three minutes of the game. Um, and then, yeah, of course you got the whole thing and somebody argued with me that I was saying that, oh, the, the Gordon guy that ended up getting three games, he, he shouldn't really get suspended. Yeah. He, he was unsportsmanlike, but it was unsportsmanlike while they were still playing the actual game. So to me that, but I guess he got up and did some stuff after, but like K-State pretty much made the rules on oh, you got to dribble the clock out when they talked about Brandon Green. And then last year, they threw a windmill dunk down in the final seconds. Like, okay, if which way do you want it? You can't have it both ways. So, Man, Come on, you ain't no George Pappas. Yeah, you ain't no... Yeah, <laughs> you guys aren't no... You, hey, at least George scored, right? Monmouth is a better... Yeah, yeah exactly. True. So, the, and I had no problem with Silvio going and swatting his shit, whatever. It, people were like, oh, he was seeing red there. He was mad. Whatever. No, he wasn't letting that shit happen in the final seconds. We were trying to dribble the clock out. Um, yeah, George Pappas, that guy. Uh, wasn't he <laughs> the original Terry? No, no, no. The original Terry was Phil Oh, Rivers. Phil Rivers. George Pappas might have been week, week two. two, yeah. Yep. But it's been a fun season so far. Where I disagree with Grant is after the block, and granted, okay, you see guys stand over guys all the time after a block, after a huge dunk on somebody, and there's a T. The fact that the bench cleared because of that when it should have just been a technical foul on Silvio is something that if I was Silvio in that situation, I probably would have been swinging as soon as they came out. You have the whole bench in front of you. Granted, the KU bench runs in right after, but they're behind kind of the K-State line of players. Like... That was the most unsportsmanlike thing to me that they came run out there like that. Um, yeah, they're trying to protect their freshman or whatever that just got his shit blocked in the next year, but um, we see that all the time in basketball. So that shouldn't have been a huge, a huge thing for K State. But Silvio got pushed, got a punch thrown at him three times before he ever even retaliated. So the fact that he ended up getting more games, and I think Grant did say that James Love probably should have got as many games as Silvio. I do agree with that because that he's the one who came out and instigated the sort of violence that we ended up seeing, and it was just sad to see it happen in the freaking handicap section. Hopefully a lot of them were gone by that time because <laughs> the game was so out of hand. But, yeah, I, 
I don't know. I don't think anybody besides Love on K-State should have got any suspensions. McCormick, after you see that other angle, I'm not even sure why he got any games. Um, but shout out to Jeremy Case flying in and tackling James Love from out of nowhere. That was pretty awesome. Um, and I just think it, it was it was sad um, because of where it took place and how it took place. But in terms of the rivalry, man, that game in Manhattan is going to be pretty incredible <laughs> and, yeah. and and that crowd's gonna be hostile as hell so yeah where, where, where silvio won't be back if you're a ku fan going to that game take an umbrella man you're gonna get shit thrown at you Just take some earmuffs it's gonna be intense uh over under on the fuck ku chance uh classy cats uh is set at 10 by the way and i'm taking <laughs> and i'm taking bets assholes well, i'll take the over <laughs> no it's uh there's no place for that in basketball it was unfortunate how it happened but i mean honestly in-state rivalry, uh, rivalry at the magnitude of what the Big 12 offers, and I don't know, just the in-state thing. Uh, I mean, KU has firm control on the all-time rivalry and has had it forever. But, uh, I mean, I like the the battle that we have. I it's The highlight of basketball season, honestly, is seeing that these KU and K-State fans have got each other because, I mean, I mean, what else do we have to argue about or what else do we have to do in the wintertime other than, you know, give each other shit. So it just adds fuel to the fire, and I think that game in Manhattan is going to be fun. Uh, KU's got the much better team this year, so, and I will admit that. Yeah, it just made me mad that Weber came out after the game. was like pretty much played the fifth. Oh, I didn't see it. I told my guys to back off, like, before. It's like, dude, you were literally pressing with walk-ons in with three minutes to go. Like, there's no way you were telling them to back off, like, I well, think he needs to go. I think he provoked it more than he he's saying he did, but I mean maybe not. Maybe it was just the players, but it was funny cuz there's an article that came out uh after the game that before the game they um interviewed that freshman Gordon for K-State and he was like we just got to go in there and fight <laughs> and then there ended up being a huge brawl after the game, so and the punishments, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the image of Silvio holding that stool that's really what got him all those games. There was a fight between Xavier and uh, Cincinnati like nine years ago when dudes were like bleeding, like had gashes above their eyes and their noses were bleeding like after the game and nobody got more than six games, I think. So I thought the punishments uh, were a little harsh, but hey, that's what uh, Bullsby and, and uh, the schools came up with. So got to trust their judgment and hopefully we don't see anything like that again and we just see a more competitive basketball game. All right, who's Terry. Anou- who's announcing the Terry of the week? Let's hear it. You're you're the sub announcer. Oh, the, the week, Terry of the week! <laughs> it's time for Terry oh, it's of my the week. week. It's my favorite segment. It's my favorite segment. <laughs> my God, I'm eight soft <laughs> <laughs> with a Terry, the shitty fat fucker of the week award. Now, who's your nomination, Grant? Uh, I'll have to go with the refs at the KUK State game because after the brawl, they made them play out the final. That's the NTA fault or whatever. NTA made that made it so they had to do that this year. It okay, like NTA. Whoever made them do that, that shit was completely asinine. That made no sense at all. So I the yeah, NCAA that, is that what you're saying? I, I whoever whoever made the refs do that is is whoever the culprit is they're my Terry because that was just ridiculous. We'll just well if they win we'll just call Terry. Okay, so Aaron Aaron Main's vote this week was Silvio the Sosa, mm-hmm. um, which I I mean I can't say he's wrong, but because he's on my team I'm not voting for him. My I have a co Terry this week, 
uh, number one being Mickey Mouse Elmo sounding Bruce Weber because oh I think he li- because I think he lied after the game and had no control of his bench. Oh my guys ran out there because he thought the game was they thought the game was over. Shut up, Bruce Weber. And you and you saw it. And you suck. And you play six man on defense, and you guys still can't play defense against KU. And Gibby, he doesn't 21. cheat. Anyways, what you then you should have made Bill selfish Terry one of these times. So we can argue about it. Anyways. He's my perpetual Number Terry. two, because this guy needs to fucking retire, and he reacted to the game before he even watched the tape, is Dick Vitale. That guy was like, oh, several of those guys, they need to never play in the NCAA game again, especially Sylvia Sosa. Yeah, dude, if that was Duke or North Carolina, your ass wouldn't have batted an eye. And I guarantee you didn't even – he was calling another game. And it, I don't know if it was at halftime or just after that other game. He had to have not gathered any fucking facts, baby. And so next time, all I got to say is put a diaper on, gather the facts, and then fucking spout your bullshit, Dick Vitale, because I, I that guy just needs to go. I'm tired of his ass. So Dick Vitale, Bruce Weber, heated Terry for me this week because those guys really pissed me off with their post-game spewing of shit. Got you. Who you got? Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> oh my God! Come on. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to say, yeah, probably Dick Vitale. Oh. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, the, I'm okay with Dick too. I I want to say Bruce. Dicky. I feel like Bruce isn't done yet. He hasn't solidified his Terry nomination. He is a dickhead, but <laughs> once he gets fired, yeah, he could well, be the. It's t- not gonna happen. He could be the next Freddie Freddie Kitchens, him. like week after week. The week he could after be week, Bruce, Bruce Weber. Nah, Freddie Kitchens is my honorary non- nomination. As always, we'll, we'll get him. We'll get him. I, I feel like that might become Antonio Brown soon, Mister. At least he turned himself in. I'm surprised he did that. That guy's batshit crazy. Freddie Kitchens is <laughs> perennial. He'll keep, right? he'll keep popping like, up. He's the one of the worst coaches in NFL history. It's like he opinion. has so much fucking talent on defense. He's got a quarterback that broke out for the second <laughs> half of the season, and then they sign Odell Beckham Jr. and Kareem Hunt, and they still fucking, fucking don't suck. make the playoffs and lost to my Denver Broncos. They go yeah, they 500. Suck. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens, Terry of the Week. Fuck. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to go Dick Vitale. You Dickie guys V. Dickie V. Dickie V, baby. Oh, my God. Dickie V. Oh, my God. You are the Terry Dude. of the Week. Dickie V, baby. Episode of the week. Craft Bro Quarterbacks, You're baby. a fucking diaper dandy, baby. <laughs> Dickie V, Terry of the Week. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us in episode 10. We hope to see you on Tuesday next week. We'll have episode 11 coming back. Uh, should have Maine back. We should have some electric intros. We want to hear your feedback in regards to the episode. Please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook if you have any questions or want to... Uh, have any recommendations for us or want to, you know, just give us a shout out or whatever. Um, also, I have secured four tickets to the SKC preseason launch party. You have an opportunity to meet players, get autographs, hang out, and buy the new kit for $20 off. I'm giving four tickets away to those. So if you comment below, you can win SKC uh, launch party tickets. And I think uh, yeah. all members of the pod are going to try and go so you can meet us too. I was about to say, so. yeah, if I comment, can I go? We have eight tickets, so four four pod tickets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Grant, so they, Grant's, they, Grant's not in the loop, guys. So not only do they get to go, but they also get to hang out with us. That's yeah. right. You can oh, grab beers. Damn. We can meet some players. Wow. We can hang out with some People music. might not want to comment. We might have to change that. our handle for that week because it's so. not quarterbacks we're going to be um strikers we're going to yeah. be that week craft brew 
Yeah, be defenders. Craft mm. Brew Defender. Yeah, Goalkeepers. No, it, uh, I'm a season ticket holder, so uh, I get these kind of things, uh, and they let me know via email you know, when these when these special goalies. events are going on, and I try and get as many tickets as I can, and especially the podcast, I like to give things away and you know reward our viewers for listening to us and sticking around, and I will definitely Did you just get those Facebook, for free? So. Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, no, no, no. I won them. No, <laughs> no, I secured them. I emailed my guy. No, there is a uh, there is concession tickets. I didn't know if I, we needed to pay you. They have a ten dollar concession voucher, so you can buy that. But uh, no, there it's only open to season ticket members. So oh. uh, you have to be a season, season ticket member to nice. secure so tickets. So have to, and we yeah we know guy. And we'll be so there. There you go. Right. We'll be there. So we nice. we know this guy. Trust me, he's yeah. a cool guy. He's all right. This guy. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Miss you, Legendary Main. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, like Andrew said. And, uh, yeah, hit us up on Facebook. We love the interaction. See you on Monday, poopy. Poopies. <laughs>